This is Jordan Grace, and you're listening to the Social Suplex Podcast Network. BWB, this is One Nation Radio. You better get it right. Rich Ladder James Boy came to give him life. The blackest wrestling podcast has come to kick all ass and drop it six feet if they're kicking trash. Word, let me welcome y'all to something different. And if you dig it, man, you should let some friends listen. We be getting it in this on the regular, dude. Ravish and flow, but this shit rule. See, James don't rap, so I had to break it down. The whole network, man, we coming for the crown. Raps in the columns, I keep them both covered Making the beats too, so the listeners can bump it Hit us with the rating, yeah, I'm saying it's a five Before you hit a talk, bob your head side to side It's One Nation Radio, and this is the beginning It's Rich, and I'm here with James It's time to listen to One Nation We got the power of the this is Mike Sempervivi from WrestlingObserver.com. Check me out on Wrestling Observer Live every day. And also check out your boys, Rich and James, on One Nation Radio. Uh, this is Kenny Omega. We're listening to One Nation Radio. Check it out, guys. These guys know what's up. Big Kenny Omega fans. That's all it counts to me. Goodbye and good night. Hey. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this week's edition of One Nation Radio. I'm James Porter. Hit me up, Rich Lotta. What's going on, man? Chilling, man. Just here for another week of One Nation Radio. We've got a fun show planned as always, or we're gonna make it fun. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we like we didn't write anything to the format. It's a really like a light week for wrestling. Like if I had thought had the foresight to think about it before, we probably could, I could, should, probably should have said something to you earlier, uh, like over the weekend, and we probably could have got some votes in for or got the One Nation Radio thing. One Nation Radio Awards in, but uh, that'll be next week. Uh, Rich Chase is going to tabulate over the, over the weekend, and we'll uh, do it next week. But uh, yeah, man, like there are some things to talk about. Like I, you know, I think Rampage had some good matches. I thought that uh, you know, obviously CM Punk and um, and MJF had a had a match that a lot of people think is like a match year contender. A lot of people, other people think is like eh, went too long. But um, I'm somewhere in the middle between that. But yeah, there was a lot of stuff. On the AEW side, you uh, are also part of the AEW stuff uh, with your um, uh, contributions to AEW's uh, Who We Are mixtape. Um, is it volume one? Volume one. Volume apparently. one. I, I don't know if it's, you know, volume two, three, four plan. I don't know if they're going to mm-hmm. like switch the concept or whatever to like, you know, like say, like say, you know, all the Latino wrestlers get get something <laughs> like that. Like, I, I don't know if, if they're going to take it that way, but uh very happy to be on this one. Okay, so uh, we'll, we'll we'll talk more in depth about uh, uh, what your contributions were in full, and like you know how that how that worked out, and like the connections, and you know what went into it as much as you can in the detail you can give at this time. But uh, I so guess I, so. I actually am going to be doing a um, like I'll announce it now. I'm doing uh, Teasy Sable with like uh, Montezzi, Righteous Rage, Will Washington. Uh, a couple other people that are on it. Uh, th- we're recording it Thursday. I don't know when that audio will be out, but I think it's going to be a Zoom, so it'll be, be like a video as well. Okay. Okay. So, um, all right. So, y'all look out for that. And, uh, you know, uh, when we get to the AEW section, we'll, we'll, we'll talk more in depth. But uh, I guess we start this week with more details coming out about Shane McMahon's um, there departure goes the money. from WWE. Sorry? Th- there goes the money. <laughs> there goes the money. <laughs> so, oh man. So, James. Yes. Why is Shane McMahon 
still so popular? He uh because he was in Attitude Era. He and he does and he does a lot of stunts. That was so long ago. Like yeah, I'm like your modern. I know WWE doesn't really have young fans or anything, but let's say like they do the people that they do have that are young. Like, why do they care about Shaman Man at all? Because he was an attitude era and attitude era is a holy, uh, was apparently like the greatest, uh, time of American major American professional wrestling ever. So like he was from that time and he was, I wouldn't say protected, but he was like booked at a certain slot to where he was like a special attraction so, and he was gone for a long time and people liked him at the time and he came back. And so he has these matches where he does like car, you know, car wreck stuff at times. So people, I think people have a nostalgic feel for him. Okay. Like it's the same reason why they keep bringing back Goldberg. Like they're, they have a certain uh, number of part-timers or whatever you want to call them. And they come back and like, he was in that, that run from 2016 to, uh, you know, a couple weeks ago. And, you know, Bruce has a good point. He says he's popular because he's not Stephanie. Uh, there's also that too. There's definitely that at play. Uh, people hate Stephanie. People have hated Stephanie because she was, you know, at at first when she was on TV, she was she was not good at as a character at all. Um, she eventually grew into being a very good character. Uh, so good that people hate her, even though she's great. Uh, uh, regardless of you know, regardless of the stuff they've had her say, like her execution is excellent. Um, I, I mean, and there's, I mean, you think about it, like well, I'm sure when we get to AW Dynamite, uh, the second uh, segment uh, this week, we'll oh talk God. about someone that's excellent at delivering uh, terrible stuff too. But um, yeah, like that definitely is at play. Uh, the part where it's like, yeah, you're the older brother. She's this woman. She, you know, and hating women that ties into it as well. But yeah, like, um, I think people, I think people thought that Shane was going to be the, uh, at some point because of all the goofy shit that he did, that they thought he was like, he had his ear to the ground for, for like pro wrestling and thought that like, he was going to be like an heir apparent to Vince and like, nah, like that battle the fuck was not. lost. That battle was lost years ago. Well, well, yeah, but you gotta keep. But you keep in mind, like as he leaves in two thousand nine, uh, like it's it's a it's it's a okay. If you're going, if you hate Triple H, if 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 you hate Stephanie, if you want this out the, out the fucking tape off the chair, or out of the chair, who in your choices you have to be someone that's going to be related related to Mister Man or in the family. That's the only hope you got, right? Yikes. It, Even, you know, so obviously Triple H would have been the best choice out of those three, but you get my point. Like, so they, so people held on to that. Plus, they liked him doing this, this. Plus, like, after time goes by, the only thing you do remember are the high spots. So, in the stupid shit he did in matches that, like, he could do once and then, like, go away for months as, like, the, the actual boys and, and girls uh, out there wrecking their bodies, uh, doing house shows and then pay-per-view and television while he just does one high spot and then he gets all the props in the world while he goes and heals up as after everybody else would have to do that shit and then have to wrestle next day after pay-per-view Bro, so i'm yeah. thinking about the matches that he's been involved in the wrestlemania matches in particular since he's come back since he has a terrible match with the undertaker yep. aj styles carries him to his four ass so much that aj styles hasn't been the same since <laughs> as a consistent force yes yes 
2018, he's like getting the shit beat out of him the whole match against Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, yep. and it sucks. 2019, it sucks against the Miz. He's doing a Falls Count Anywhere match. 2020, COVID. I'm out of here. 2021, uh, I'm still not around because, you know, this COVID stuff. Nah, but he was around. Remember that match with Strowman in the cage? He fought Strowman in a cage. I totally forgot about that. Yeah, that, but that, I'm, I'm wrong. That shit sucked too. So it sucked. Yeah, yeah. Now that you mention it, um, <laughs> like, don't, then, don't 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 think because it was in a cage that it, it was WrestleMania it was any good. That shit sucked too. And then we're here now, and we were spared because apparently this man, like I was watching this, and I sent a text message to a friend of mine, oh, um, and I was like. So they got Shane in here doing his in quotes MMA uh, on Riddle, you know, and I was like, what kind of sense does that make? And I knew something was off at the time. I was like, who booked him to do this? And come to find out it was him. Yeah. They say, I don't know. Like, well, well, maybe not that part, but like he was okay. So the word is, um, over the last few rumbles, which coincidentally have all sucked too, um, except for like one, uh, he has been helping out with the rumble. Um, so, or helping out, like, you know, planning, laying out the rumble. So, apparently, Vince and Paul Heyman, Vince slash Paul Heyman slash Brock Lesnar, uh, was basically like saying no to a lot of his ideas. Um, apparently he was supposed to face Seth Rollins of all people at WrestleMania, which is like, thank God Seth got away from that one. <laughs> thank God. Uh, but apparently he's going to face him. So he, he, you know, he tried to pitch to get him after being in the opener to be in the, in the rumble, which, you know, he wasn't going to win. It was going to be Brock that was going to win. So why put him in there after he gets, you know, after whatever they're trying to do to get, you know, keep Roman super strong and Brock super strong. Uh, even though like Brock fucking lost the belt <laughs> um, because of Roman, uh, like earlier in the show, but whatever, like that's their logic. So, um, and, and also, you know, Seth didn't sell a damn thing. Um, after getting destroyed by a chair, uh, on, on Saturday to Monday anyway, but whatever, uh, it's WWE logic. So, uh, they, you know, so Seth couldn't, they didn't want to put Seth in. Then, like, apparently there was some miscue between uh, Randy Orton and and Shane when, like, they were, where Shane was supposed to come out last, Orton was supposed to come out first, but apparently there's some snafu where, like, it got, t- where, you know, the entrance sheet got switched to where, like, it was vice versa. So Shane's music hits before Orton. Orton basically is like, I ain't going out of there, music. Take your ass on out there. Uh, and he has to go out there. And so like Orton, that, so that also kind of explains why like Orton showed up and like in his, in his home, in his, you know, hometown hero, Randy Orton shows up. All he does is hit a couple of RKOs. He's probably thrown out. He didn't make the final four at like 28 or 27. Um, Shane, Bad Bunny, Drew McIntyre and Brock Lesnar are the final four to rumble. Imagine. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, and apparently, like, it was a bad rumble, a boring rumble. Um, so somebody had to take the heat for it, and apparently backstage with, you know, all these ideas that are being shot down that he presented to try to get his thing over for Seth at WrestleMania. 
was told no, and apparently he was complaining to the wrong people or too many people, and he had a bunch of heat, and they told him to uh, go, to, to not show up to Raw, and then he's going from the company for now. Um, so I, I just... Uh, so all the problems in WWE are now fixed. Right. Right, right. Um, I, you know, so, you know, there's obviously some scapegoating to that because, like, you know, all these ideas, the person that that's well, okay or gang or name, all this stuff is going through Vince. So when uh, there's a bad match or whatever else, it's on Vince. If something's poorly booked, it's on Vince. So, like, and you can say what you want to about Jim Cornette, uh, Vince Russo, um, Triple H... Uh, Fit Finley, T.J. Wilson, all the all of the producers over the decades, all the uh, assistant bookers, it always gets funneled through Vince. Nothing even get nothing even like moves until Vince sees it and okay's it. It's all Vince. So when the shit's bad, ultimately it's on Vince because it all nobody just does some shit without Vince's approval unless they're told they're allowed to ad lib on the mic every so often. So um, yeah. this shit sucked. I'm sure some of it is Shane's fault, but Vince okay, okay, whatever happened anyway. So ultimately, it's Vince's fault. So whatever. Um, yeah. And apparently, uh, Meltzer was saying something along the lines of, um, "When you're in that position, it's on you to take the heat. You're supposed to keep all the, you know, all the criticism off of Vince. You're supposed to be a yes man. You're supposed to fall on the sword for every fuck up he has. So um, because of Shane, Shane probably figured like, you know." I can, I can kind of, I can kind of, you know, complain. Apparently, the fuck not. They even got his, his son out of there. Well, yep. you know, as you talk about like uh, people like Nick Khan and that damn Jim Ross, uh, you know, and that damn Triple H and whoever else is uh, uh, that damn Paul Heyman when it came to uh, Gallows and Anderson a couple years ago Eric, when they uh, released Bischoff. him. Yeah, that damn Bischoff. Uh, yeah, like it's it's those guys are there to take the heat off of Vince's, off the shit that Vince does. Vince is a mob boss. And the people keep falling for it all the time. Or yeah. maybe they're just being diplomatic and they realize, like, you you got you can't get heat with Vince or whatever else. I don't know. Um, so they bury whoever, you know, was, or Lauren Knight is another one, another one that gets a lot of uh, shit. So when those people get the shit, so, I mean, I'm sure all of it's rightful because, like, nobody's hit back, or hits 100%, right? Or bats 100%. Uh, that would be one thousand. I'm saying baseball, but I'm fucking up. But uh, I I think that like those people rec- recognizes Vince, but they pl- they're playing dumb too because that that's that's how Vince wants it. Vince wants it to be like, hey, you, you see this person or whatever else, or I need to bring you in or whatever else, or if you want a job in the future, you don't really bury Vince right now. Like back when oh. the WCW days, yeah, people that buried uh buried Vince. Vince wanted to uh, pay pay them to make them take back every word they said, but now that's not really it doesn't really work that, like that way apparently. So now it's just got to kiss Vince's ass. Well, I guess it's time for the Shane McMahon pack to be put in the air. So <laughs> just... those those on Twitch, you can see I got the cigar ready. So Shane he'll be back. Get up, yeah, he'll be back one of these days, um, but. Yeah, man. Um, yeah, they he fired his own son. That's if you don't find a comedy in that, that's just that's hilarious. Yeah, that one, that one's not good, man. That one is not good. Uh, so I guess we go from Shane, and as we talked about these WrestleMania plans, 
Um, we can go into the elimination chamber talk uh, talk about what that car looks like. So yeah, he, he was gonna have Seth Rollins originally fight him at WrestleMania and wanted Seth to be in the Rumble and all this other stuff. And yeah, there was a lot. Shane was going to be in the Rumble in or side the Rumble in the chamber, but uh, once he got let go, they put Austin Theory in that spot. Um, which naturally means that like the next week after he finally gets put in the spot, you got to beat him with Kevin Owens on Raw, right? Ah, ah. Clean. A person that's not going to Saudi Arabia. That's 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 that good old storytelling that yeah. WWE is world famous for. Yeah. That's that, you know, like a, a six way for the title, put a person in there and then beat them clean for no reason. Uh, yeah, so let's start with that. So Brock Lesnar, um, after losing to Bobby Lashley, shows up on Monday or shows up that Monday and says, hey, whatever, um, I'm going to get you, Bobby. But uh, once I get you, I'm just going to take your belt and I'm going to try to I'm going to go towards uh, Roman Reigns and WrestleMania. But I'm going to take your belt at the same time. So like. Uh, word has been for a while that they did not want to do um, title versus title or uh, or or a unification match. Now it seems like they're headed towards winners, winner takes all. Mm-hmm. Um, after saying that they weren't going to do it forever, and, it was like, and the whole time while they were saying they didn't want to do it, you're kind of like, or the word is they didn't want to do it. You're like, well, the TV is saying opposite. So what's what is it? What's going on here? Um, yeah. well, apparently I, I, now the way they're teasing it, you gotta, you know, check off's gun. If the gun don't go off after showing the gun, now it is like what's happening. So I, you know, I'm pretty sure we're about to get, uh, I'm pretty sure Brock Lesnar, after all this talk about keeping Roman and, and Lesnar very, very strong, going to Saudi Arabia in a chamber, he's about to win the WWE title right back and then go to, uh, WrestleMania 38. Is 38? 39, 37, 38, 36 was 37, 38. Yeah, it is 38. 38. Wow. Uh, go to WrestleMania 38 um, in title versus title. These brands be damned. Exactly. Um, I feel like it's headed towards title versus title. They're not going to put the WWE title underneath both. I don't think they're going to do what they did last year. Um, they had the WWE title in the opener, like as a weird thing uh underneath you know the night one main event and underneath the night two main event i think with you know them wanting to do ronda and charlotte and put it on last for whatever reason uh, on one day they want to just build up the second one as big as possible and i heard a funny thing that said if if uh, brock lesnar wins this one he will have ended every black wwe champion's reign uh, if Lashley he beats Lashley for right, it now, so let's see. That would be all right. So The Rock. No, no, no. Wait, wait. He hasn't. That means he. That wouldn't have meant that he he's ended every black person's reign. He's he just would have stopped every black. He would have took it from every black champion that's been around because uh, Bobby's reign got ended by Big E. Correct, but he's he's, he's if he ended. finished, he he will catch Bobby this time to be the only one that's, that's the only like guess the Highlander, only one that's still around. Yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, so, so yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. So, um, so it would be I, Kofi, I Big E, Lashley, uh, the, Rock. the Rock. Is that it? That's it. Sixty sixty years. Wow. Yeah. Sixty years. Okay. You know, Rock. Um, you know. <laughs> owns us, bro. He owns us. All right. Uh, <laughs> 
You're saying that into the internet. I'm not. <laughs> you just be whooping us. Well, it is fake. Look, dumping us on our, on our heads, you know. But um, yeah, man. Uh, the elimination chamber. It is nice that they have someone, someone resembling some type of youth uh, in there with Austin Theory. I mean, we know why he's there. Um, I think they have uh, Riddle involved with this and Seth Rollins. Um, I can't think of the other people though. Oh, so Riddle, Seth Rollins, uh, Austin Theory, yeah, Lashley. Um, Brock, so there's one person missing. Uh, Get your merge. Yeah, I'm blanking right now. Hold on, let me pull up the wiki. If my computer... Big E. No, Big E's not in it. Can't you know be. what? It's not Big E because they Smackdown. moved him to Smackdown. Yeah, he's on Smackdown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yikes. Um, is it AJ Styles? It is AJ. Okay. Man, it would be nice to, to, to give AJ Styles something. <laughs> He's not winning. <laughs> for, care, for, look, for, for carrying almost, carrying that luggage around all year. Oh, man. Yeah, I almost, boy, like, I guess maybe he wins the Andre. But outside Yikes. of that, like, there is nothing for him. So, yeah, I actually have the card. Yeah, this is Atlet People's Bobby Lashley, champion versus Brock Lesnar, Seth. Uh, Rollins, Austin Theory, Riddle, and AJ Styles. I, I don't know if you noticed, but like Seth Rollins is now like his name isn't just Seth Rollins; it's Seth freaking Rollins now. Yes, he's a gimmick, <laughs> a total gimmick. I, I don't know why. No, like, if you want to call yourself Seth freaking Rollins, I'm cool, but I don't freaking. Yeah, yeah I get that, yeah. but why would you add that like officially to the name? Because. Seth Rollins is a geek among geeks. In the storyline, out of the storyline, anywhere you want to name it. Sure, I guess. Interacting interacting with the fans, interacting with other wrestlers. Geek. I, look, man, I, cool, but I don't understand how that, what that has to do with turning it into it. Like, how do you... How is Seth freaking Rollins more... more uh, more, how's that more like how's that easier to 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 sell to advertisers or whoever else than just Seth Rollins? I don't get that. Like, and I understand they don't sell Seth Rollins to advertisers. They sell WWE. Well, he, I mean, they have him in commercials and have him do public appearances. You know, you know what I mean? Like, I get what you're saying, but also like, if he's going to be a a uh, a headliner in the company. Why the fuck would you call him Seth freaking Rollins when he was Seth Rollins to begin with? Like, it's not like he's the same fucking guy. He's not crazy or okay. He is. He's playing crazy, but he's not like he's turning to the fiend or or like you know or like Alexa Bliss right now. You know what I mean? Like that would that would need an actual change in name or whatever else. This is just a. Uh, he's doing this goofy gimmick. I, yeah, I don't man. know. Whatever. Who cares? Ultimately, it doesn't matter. It's a, na- a name is a name. No one's actually going to call him Seth freaking Rollins. It's, it's always going to be Seth Rollins. That's another reason why I guess why I'm like, why would you even call him that? No one's going to call. Going to pronounce the freaking every single time, except for uh, obviously Michael Cole and uh, Jimmy Smith. So, 
Um, but yeah, so that that is uh, the chamber. I you know should be a good match. Um, given the given the talent, given the, what what the chamber has been um, since it you know got redone and you know is safer to bump into. Um, <laughs> so let's let's go down the rest of this car. Becky Lynch versus Lita. Um, Lita was in the Rumble, was was going to toe with Charlotte, uh, getting physical with Charlotte, and then she Charlotte. Uh, as Lita sets up to do the moonsault in uh, the Rumble match, shoves her out, and then Lita just shows him and says, oh, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll fight Becky instead. What? Like, why is Charlotte doing this? Um, Saudi Arabia checks we had. Um, the women finally get one. But they've had more, multiple women matches on these Saudi shows. No. like. No, I mean, like, they finally get to bring an older woman back for Saudi Arabia. Right, but I don't know why that means it was still, it would switch to Becky instead of just doing the Charlotte versus Lita match. Like they've been Because it doesn't me. matter. It's WWE. They just do what they want. Rich, I understand that. My point is that, will you agree with me that this is fucking stupid that they're doing Becky, that they're just, they switch rude to Becky instead of Charlotte after they teased, after they, you know, shot an angle for Charlotte? They, that's this is this is because they suck. Like this is this I, is literally. That's why I'm getting at, Rich. I, we're not. We're in agreement. This is stupid. They suck. Yes. Like, like they brought her out there, and it's like, yo, man, I was never trying to see Lita wrestle in the first place. So, um, it's in Saudi Arabia, so I don't have to see it. So, God bless them. Uh, so. Becky and Lita, man, that's going to be a rough one. That's going to be. It's going to be a lot of storytelling having to carry that one. Like Lita. Storytelling. It's gonna, yeah, it's going gonna, it's gonna to have to be a storytelling match. Like, um, I I don't know what Lita can do. I, I guess that's the interest. What can Lita do at this stage in 2022? Because Lita, can like, Lita, Lita is, like, sneakily older was older than we thought she was at the time in her prime. So now she's, you know, so for example, like when she did her um, Hall of Fame speech and she said that she was, uh, she got into wrestling because she saw a a very young Rey Mysterio Jr. She was older than Rey. So uh, Lita might be, yeah, Lita's 46. Yeah. So, um, We'll see what she can do. Like, obviously, like, you know, I, I, I hope that she she comes correct in a similar fashion to uh, Trish Stratus because Trish Stratus never embarrasses herself. But we're, we're going to see. I, you know, I've always I've always maintained that I thought that Trish was better. And people always told me, no, 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 it's, it's Lita. Lita, you know, more because she was more relatable this and third. Well, I remember the Charlotte match with that Trish had at SummerSlam. What was that like two, 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 three years ago? She, she never embarrassed herself. She always comes correct. Well, let's see it, Lita. Let's see it. Yeah, this is gonna be. It's gonna be yeah. interesting to see the, the results, the, uh, the, uh, the the fanfare to this one when it comes out. And I will be watching. I will be watching the show. Um, so yeah, I don't, I don't think we're going to be expecting no all Japan women's no, on this. This nah, is no, no nah, Gaia. Nah, you know, nah. you no, know, this is no, this will not be no ceiling, no ice ribbon. <laughs> no, no <laughs> shit. This, this will definitely, this will definitely not be no fucking, uh, 
uh, uh, Tokyo Joshi Pro semi-main event or main event either. Um, but we'll see. Uh, so let let's get to it while we going through it. Oh my so God. Goldberg, <laughs> Goldberg has came back for Roman Reigns after WrestleMania 36's match got canceled due to Roman um, uh, leaving because of COVID for the time and come back as a heel. Uh, they said, you know what, Goldberg, you have one more match left. I know you like that sweet Saudi money. Um, come get, come get speared. So they're doing that. They're finally doing Roman Reigns versus Goldberg. Goldberg, fifty what now? How old is Goldberg now? Fifty eleven. <laughs> He's fifty five. He just Good turned fifty five uh, two days after Christmas. So yeah, uh, up there. Damn near oh as old as he's two years younger than Undertaker. Uh, How did Goldberg earn this shot? Oh, by being Goldberg. <laughs> the last time we saw Goldberg was when? In uh, Saudi Arabia, right? Against Drew, I think? Nah, nah. He was he beat Bobby Lashley in Saudi Arabia. Didn't he? Gorg. But- yep. Gorg. Okay. All right, I, and then I don't before that, that, he had he had the terrible match at SummerSlam with Bobby Lashley. So th- yeah, that was over his son Sunberg, right? Yes, and then. But didn't then, he have a match with? Th- didn't he have a match with? A, no, that was the WrestleMania. That was WrestleMania. Uh, no, no, that was the Royal Rumble last year. That's right. That's right. Okay. All right. I forgot. Yeah. Okay. You're right. I'm. I'm forgetting. Yeah, I'm forgetting these Goldberg appearances. You know, that's how I'm seeing follow a couple that far. So. Yeah, man, like Spear versus Spear. Good luck, Roman. <laughs> Yo, we got to look through like Roman for like all of these like Saudi Arabia shows and WrestleManias and be like, hey, what's the meaning age of his opponents at WrestleMania? Because like Rich, think about like this, right? First WrestleMania was WrestleMania uh, 31 where he's fighting Big Show, Ryback. And- or 29. Yeah, 29. I'm sorry. You're right. 29, not 31. 29. 29. 29. He's fighting. It was Big Show, Sheamus, and Orton, right? Big Show was in his 40s. Orton was in his late 30s. Sheamus was in his late 30s. Or not late, uh, mid-30s, right? WrestleMania 30. He fought Kane and the New Age Outlaws. How old? So those are all people that were in their late 40s or or mid-40s by that point in time, right? Yes. 31. Brock Lesnar, he's in his late 30s. 32, Triple H, he's in his early 40s. Uh, he's in mid-40s then. How old is Triple H right now? Is he 50? Triple H is 50 now. So that's six years ago. Okay, so mid to early 50s. Or mid to early uh, 40s. Whatever you want to say. Right? So, um, 33, Undertaker. Who's like fi- who's 52, 51 or something like that, early 50s. Up there with the red light. Yeah. Fresh off the, you know, must from being fresh off of the uh, operating table would have replaced him. Yeah. Um, a guy that shows up at the Rumble and has to be, uh, it, it has to be trailered to the fucking thing. Uh, anyway, so that's WrestleMania 33. WrestleMania 34, Brock Lesnar, who at that point in time is like 40 then, right? Because uh, he's yeah. 34 now, I think. Yeah, so you have that. Uh, then... Then you have them uh, at thirty-five. He actually faces somebody that's not that's not like you know a fossil. He he faces 
the same age as him, Drew McIntyre just about. I think they're like one year apart or like within two years of each other, right? right? Uh, and then... And they do like a 10-minute Raw match. Yeah, a 10-minute Raw match because he had he had just came back, more or less. And they just did like his... Uh, he had came back and uh, Dean Ambrose was out the door to AEW. So they had their, you know that one last reunion to get that, that sweet shield reunion money before they moved him to uh, the Drew McIntyre thing. Then thirty six, he was going to get Goldberg. He said, "No, nah, I'm f- I'm tired of fighting these old dudes." Uh, so then he, he they pull out a new one. Yeah, for him. yeah. So it's been rough for this man and <laughs> at these Saudi Arabia shows and at WrestleMania in particular. Like he, they keep giving this man old people. I don't understand he, it. I can't get it. I understand the point. Like he's a big star or he's their biggest active star. Or current day star, put him against the yesteryear and the rub as if he and it'll make him a legend. Um, I get the I get the idea. The problem is these legends ain't like Shawn, ain't like 2010 Shawn Michaels. <laughs> these, these legends are Bro, are donezo. He has wrestled more old guys than Pentagon Junior <laughs> in Mexico. Good fucking god! Get a new formula. Speaking of that, <clears throat> you know what? You know who they should bring in? Who? They should bring in Laparka. You want to? You want to fight all these? Put him in there with Laparka. <laughs> Am I wrong? Hey, who's go- who's gonna win? Roman. I don't think Laparka going for that. Look. Pay him enough money and retire him. Take him to take the mask too. Yeah, I'll come, come off the look. Vince got the money. Give him a million dollars. Let him off that mask. Damn. So, uh, Damn. yeah, man. Uh, I knew we'd have fun somehow. Yeah. So you got that. Uh, got got Roman Reigns and Goldberg. God bless you, Roman. I just hope they don't do the the Edge and, and Batista thing where they. You know, both duck, they do the double spear and they both duck their heads to the same side and clunk coconuts. You know it's coming. Oh, the double spear? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm calling it out. Like, I just hope that they both, you know, you go, we, we both go right. And when we both go right, that means you go this side, I go this side, and we, you know, we, we nudge. Not no, you know, I go right, you go stage right, and then we fucking go like this. So, yeah. That's yeah, uh, what Don was saying. They were going to do him and Edge before, you know, Brian Downsley had to save the match. Yeah, oh, that's another one. He <clears throat> so WrestleMania last year, he fought Edge, who was in his late thirties or late forties, right? Yeah, yeah. So uh, that's another that's another fossil. And, and look, trip, uh, how Daniel Bryan thirty what th- or 40, 30, I, late thirties, right? He had um, he was thirty nine at the time, I believe. So okay, so look, they finally gave him an old guy that can actually work. That's all these years. That's the one they gave him. Or, you know, as you also work too, but you get my point. Um, so different, level, different levels right, here. Right, right, right. Like Edge Edge can get can still give you a couple good matches. <laughs> like Daniel Bryan is still one of the best wrestlers, one of the elite wrestlers in the world. Um, yeah, so Drew McIntyre versus Madcap Moss. Just get this over with. Just get just get Corbin and Madcap Moss to fuck away. Like, I want Drew's Bro, I, I saw some press release that I know Paul Heyman be doing this, right? Mm-hmm. But this man was talking about one of the next great stars in wrestling is Madcap Moss, and I want him drug tested immediately. Look, man, 
I, I can't speak on that. I saw Mad Cop Moss get destroyed by Drew McIntyre a couple couple weeks ago or a couple months ago at the day one <clears> pay-per-view. <throat> and I thought that like he, he showed high effort. Obviously he's been around forever. So like take that with a grain of with a gigantic or actually not with one, but with multiple grains of salt for, uh, what uh Heyman is trying to sell you on. But that dude is trying. And he's bumping for a big dude. Uh, so uh, that so I'm not going. I'm not going to just say it. I think it's ridiculous too. But like I'm not just going to dismiss it out of his hand as if he's lo- he's out to lunch. Like there are a lot of dudes that are uh, that are that have that look like uh, Mad Cap Moss and WWE. They're doing a lot worse. So, um, so from there we will then get to the women's chamber. Uh, the winner gets the Raw Women's Championship match at WrestleMania 38. It is Liv Morgan who. I discovered today, today, today is two and fourteen in WWE this year. Man, we got we we got to start bringing the records for WWE. Now I understand what you're going to say. Well, James, that's not fair. You're counting house show stuff. I'm going to I'm going to say to you, you're right. It is unfair because normally babyface overwhelmingly win on house shows. She's a babyface. How the fuck is she two and fourteen? But I will put that to the side and say to you, you're right. It is unfair. So I will I will give you the record. She is two and five this year on television and pay-per-view. Oh my That's god. That's so much better, right? This is a loser. This is a person who will never win. She got pinned last night. Get anyway. used to it. Look, look in the camera. I'm going to like I've got the power of zooming now. So <laughs> no, no, wait, look wait, at me. Wait, Look at me. She will never win. Deal with it. Yo, yo, Rich, you have no idea. So I, you're, I have, okay, so my screen, I can't show you my screen right now, but my screen is literally like half of it is the audacity on one side, (laughs) half the screen. So. And then I have like uh, the volume controls and a time uh, and a timer in the bottom right corner, and then in the top right corner is clip that is you, right? Your window uh, for the, for Chrome, right? So I as I'm going through and I'm reading down the card, I I have to go into the browser and I'm into the wiki for uh, Elimination Chamber, so. I didn't see you zoom in. So when I click over at the, you said you zooming in, I just see, <laughs> see you, you're like, wait, why are you so close to all of a sudden? What the fuck happened? But anyway, so, um, look, man, uh, it will never happen. So we had, this conversation happened while we were in the middle of, actually, I brought it to your attention. I don't know what happened. But I was like, oh, yeah, I, I saw the raw results, and I saw that Dewdrop beat Liv. And I was like, just an update, Rich. Dewdrop beat Liv. And then I don't know what happened. I said, hey, man. Oh, Gregory. Maserick said, is she the Dakota Kai of the main roster? And I had never once considered that, but he's absolutely fucking right. He's absolutely right. And, like, the only way that is not, like, just ironclad and put together is the part where, like, Dakota is way more talented than her. So, like... Yeah. But but <laughs> as far as the positioning of, like, somebody that a lot of people will believe in and want to see do well, 
but the Booker has other plans. In the Booker effort, it's showing you over and over, they have different plans. So I then presented to Rich that I said that I thought that Starlight Kid, who is 20 fucking years old, will win the white belt before she ever wins a Raw or SmackDown uh, women's singles title. And then Rich's response was, shit, I think that Starlight Kid will win the red belt before she ever wins the fucking SmackDown men and women's title. Now, now, for those that do not watch Stardom to understand why that is so fucking hilarious, Starlight Kid, I think, will eventually, if she sticks around, as retire. I believe, given how she's already one of the five most over people in the company, as far as moving merch and all that kind of stuff, will be a Red Belt champion if she sticks around for it. If I were to ask me what year she wins it in, it'll be 2025. This man is betting on this man is betting that sh- this woman who is 20 years old will not retire in the next three years, basically, before Flip even gets a fucking gold watch football season reign. That's what he's betting on. Yes. Like, That's mean like, as fuck. <laughs> look, there are a lot of things that are working in my favor, I feel like. One, they don't give a fuck about Liv. They never have. Two, they could cut her any day now. Three, you ever read a Liv Morgan interview? All the people that she wants to wrestle, they don't wrestle for WWE. So I, I feel like, you know, uh, you know, those budget cuts, eventually they're going to swing around. And A, quiet is kept. Liv Morgan's not as young as she once was. Rich, Liv Morgan has been, her first match was in 2015. Right. So, like, as far as her doing, like. In the, WWE, or at least. Like, in, I actually, in, I, think, in, I think actually their first match was ever, ever <clears throat> WWE, but that was 2015. And, and I'm not saying Liv is old or anything. What I'm saying is, like, she's kind of got that thing Bailey had going where it's like, you're doing this youthful character. How long are you going to do that? Um, before, oh, the, oh, Katy Perry syndrome. Yeah, before, like, you know. Teenage you're late, dream, you're 30. You're, Stop. You're late 20, exactly. <laughs> like, she's she, she's going to be 30 soon. So, um, yeah. I, I, Even Avril Lavigne's not doing the skater uh, girl shit anymore. Skater boy shit no more. Look, yes. they, got, they got Cora Jade right in the NXT ready to just slide into that role. Like, I was talking to Josh the other week. I was like, you know, in WWE, and we were kind of like bullshitting. It was like, no one is actually ever different. It's like the person just like the new person just fills the old person's role and it just goes all the way yeah, back archetypes. to Hogan. Yeah, yeah, archetypes. So like Cora Jade just slides right in to start getting beat like a drum, um, you know, as Liv departs. Yeah. Like, I mean, look at, look at a lot of the women in NXT over the years, right? Like, I don't know when the first rocker chick was. Not not saying whether it's metal or whether it's punk, right? Been a lot. There's always a rocker chick. Whether it's Shotzi, whether it's Rhea, whether it's uh, Cora Tony, Jade now, whether it's uh, Hy- or whether it's Tony Storm, whether it's uh, I almost called her or, or Ruby Ruby Riot. There's always mm-hmm. one. So yes, you're absolutely right. Yeah. yeah. So, Starlight Kid, Red Bolt Champion. <laughs> you heard it here first. <laughs> Before Liv Morgan, ever think, think of all the things. Think of what you're betting. You see, you understand like all the all the peril, all the pitfalls that come into that. Like I'm to, saying this years. while knowing. I'm saying this while knowing she could win the title on accident, like Nikki Ash right. or something. Right. I'm still taking right. Starlight. Right. Yes. Wow. 
Wow. Also, like, you call her Starlight the same way that you call, like, Thunder Rose of Thunder, or it's like, that's not, that's, <laughs> okay, whatever. Yeah, you know, Thunder, you know. <laughs> her name, you know. Right. Like, did you call one, two, three? Did you call Walkman one, two, three instead of kid? No. You called her, <laughs> you called him kid. Anyway, uh, so, um, yeah, so, I don't know why I just brought up, uh, Starlight Kid's <laughs> uncle like that, but whatever. Uh, you know, the kid, the, you know, the, yeah, the illustrious the, the kid, kid family. family. Yes, yes. The kid family. Dynamite. No. <laughs> Jason. Slash one, two, kid. Jason Kid, you dumb as shit. His wrestling alter ego, Asen, uh Gabriel Kid, as Crowler <laughs> yes. says. Yes, yes, yes. lots All of kids. kids. Yes, Tyson Kid, another kid. Him too. Uh, so let's let's continue down with with uh, this this card. Yeah, man. The rest of that besides Liv, I, we just went on Liv for so long. I didn't even mention the rest of the people in it. Rhea Ripley, DJ Kid Capri. Yeah, Kid in play. All right, so. <laughs> Alright, I'm, I'm not about to do I'm not about to do kids forever with you. I'm not doing this. I'm not gonna do this for the rest of the show. Do, do we make a pat to stop? Do we make a pat to stop? Can we stop? Are we gonna I, do this I, I think the rest of the show. Any any kid we can think of. Oh god. Alright, fine. Alright, so So also in addition to Liv Morgan in this chamber, you have Rhea Ripley, you have Bianca Belair, you have Dewdrop, you have Nikki A-S-H, or I'm sorry, A-S-H, and also uh, to be announced. So, like, that means that's going to be, like, a who else is on Raw? I think, like, is Alina on Raw? She is. Yes, that's um, right. Be honest. <clears throat> beating her ass. Um, Unless they put Ronda in that shit. They, I mean, if they put her in the chamber, what's the point? They just did it with Brock, right? But the winner, but the winner of this one gets a shot at the uh, at the Raw Women's title. I want both of y'all again, again, again. Run it, bike. Look, I mean this. <clears throat> the amount of people that are really hoping and wishing that that uh, Bianca backdoors her way into, like, in a weird way, this is eerily similar to the Heyman Page thing, where it's like. You lost, and it's like, all right, well, build a head of steam and get you some redemption to go over the title because you had months to do it. Oh, no, y'all didn't do it. Y'all just microwaving the shit. Okay. Like, obviously, it's way worse because at least there, were, there was the part where, like, he failed one more time before he finally got in. This is just like, Nick or Bianca has just been just hanging out ever since uh, pretty much she lost the title. And, or, I mean, well, Survivor Series. So she's been hanging out since Survivor Series. She she got squashed at SummerSlam. Was in DQ non finished city. Don't beat anybody for real at Survivor Series. Hang out and fill time in the Royal Rumble. Don't actually let her beat anybody. Right. Zone. So I don't know if they're just trying to suppress that until they can get her to WrestleMania. Even if she wins at WrestleMania, I it's would not a good story. still. I will never move off that. That did not need to happen to her. As oh yeah, this does not like this. That does not cure anything. That is a no. bad story. That is yeah. that is not a story. This is filling time on a calendar, keeping somebody kind of just away until the calendar flips over to the date you want to do it at. Yep, because there was no re- there was no redeeming quality to this at all. There was no like. Sh- there's no growth. There's there, no reason why no growth, Bianca no failed. Change, Nothing. No, 
like no new finisher, no nothing. Just like I I failed and I chilled out and I'm back and yay. Like this this was not like this was not Tamna Connery building herself after losing to Ju- uh, Julia on uh, at, on that October third show, uh, 2020. It was not. This was not like uh, even Hangman, like you know, fighting for more than just himself, fighting for Dark Order at the time. It wasn't. It was just all right. I, put me in a, just put me in a, in a in a storage closet until it's time, boss. So I don't know who you know, but. I will say, if it is Ronda, she's winning. And then, like, they'll, you know, Bianca will be told to get fucked and people will be furious. Like, maybe the only make good you get you can have on that is like, oh, well, they'll finally give us the Sasha and, the Sasha and, and uh, Bianca rematch that we did get at SummerSlam because, like, neither one of them got shit to do. We may as well do it. Yuck. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely <clears throat> right. Yuck is the right word. Uh, so, uh, I mean, there's a Usos and Viking Raiders thing where, like, uh, the Challengers are the Viking Raiders, and, like, one of the Usos beat uh, one of the Viking Raiders clean as a sheet on Thursday, or not Thursday, but Friday, so can't wait for that one. Beat the Challengers off rip in a singles match. Anytime you can do that. In, like, you know, two minutes. You gotta do it. Yeah. Yeah. When when is this show? Uh Elimination Chamber is I wrote it down in my um calendar, but yeah, it is February nineteenth. Okay. Yeah, so it's not uh So y'all getting the preview this week rather than next week. So Oh, we're not talking about this show. Like, yeah. I mean Rich, I don't even know if you're gonna watch it. Right? No. Yeah, no I'll way. I'll watch I'll probably just throw it on because like just cause, but yeah, I mean so it's something we can have to talk about, but yeah, like that's, that's this is your preview right here, right now. We, we you know, <coughs> whatever. Like next preview show we do for WWE will be WrestleMania. So there's that. Uh, so I don't know, man. Let's you know, this is a really bad build for a pay per view that's going to make them like fifty million, fifty, sixty million dollars. <laughs> it's it's not fair. <laughs> Whatever, man. Like uh, they are what? beyond. They are post. Um, you know, they are post quality. Yeah, know. yeah. Do you remember? Um, was it Magna Carter Holy Grail that had the Samsung thing where like he was already platinum? Yes. Like they like already diamond. Yep. They already diamond. Shit ain't gotta be fucking good. Yep. You we would we, we expect it <laughs> not to be good. To be quite fair with you. Unbelievable. Like, I think that Vincent Man should win worst booker every year, but but uh was it a uh, best promoter? He should win every fucking year. <laughs> <laughs> like that like uh it's just amazing. It's just amazing. Anyway, uh so I don't even know where to go next. You want us to switch over to AEW? Yeah, we can do that. Alright, so your 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 contributions to the mixtape, my my good man. Um, let's get to it. Let's talk about it. Um, yeah. So, uh, wh- which one do you want to start with? You want to start um, with Mark Henry? You want to start with the Jay Cargill? Do you want to start with the Nyla? Uh, we'll start with uh, the Jade Cargill one. So, okay. yeah, those are the three songs I'm actually involved with. Trite Listening did come out. Uh, it's called Who We Are. Um, there's think like 21 songs on it 
Uh, it's available for pre-order on shopaw.com. Um, I don't know if anyone else has three songs they're a part of. Um, not sure, but the Jade song is a dance hall song, and I've never actually made a dance hall beat in my life. So I've always been a fan of dance hall music, and I'm noticing like the modern dance hall is a little bit different from the one that I grew up on. I kind of tried to blend the two. Like, you know, taking your like kind of Kevin Little stuff with, you know, some stuff I was like listening to just to kind of get a reference of what's going on right now. (laughs) But uh, really happy about that song. Uh, That song features Montezzi, Righteous Reg and a guy named Anthony King who's singing the hook. And originally it was a a hip hop beat that I produce and that shit is like out of here. Like, Like I put it. I put like a preview clip on Twitter today and people were really feeling that. And that was what we didn't go with. So um, that tells you what was actually picked for the project. It was pretty interesting. Now, I don't like like there are um, people that are getting this their contribution used as like a theme, like maybe like on dark or they'll use it, you know, the next month or whatever. I think this is so such a happy sounding song. I think uh the Jay would have to like turn baby face before she used something like this. Okay. Um uh, but it is tight. I'm I'm not gonna lie. I, I was I was proud of myself for uh stepping out of my comfort zone and you know making something different. Um then the Mark Henry song uh I can say I got word from Mark Henry himself that said if he ever wrestles again this is gonna be his theme song which is like pretty cool uh, on this song is Josiah Williams from who used to be in NXT and Montezzi. First time I got to work with Josiah. So I heard what they did to it and it was just like, like super hard trap beat uh, epic horns. I was thinking like, you know, Olympian like type mm-hmm. stuff. So um, shit is tough. Like it's called legend, if I'm not mistaken. And, um, it's just like, you know, they're, they're flowing, rapping all fast on it. And, you know, I'm just freaking it like with the beat pretty much. So like the last song was the Nyla Rose song. And now this one was like, I I had kind of got a direction from Mark Henry, uh, kind of, you know, the stuff he's listening to. And I was like kind of shocked or whatever. So I was like, Oh, okay. All right, cool. So I'll, I'll make that. And I'm like, shocked. Because it was like it was like you know any, anything else that anyone would be listening to right now or mm. whatever. So um, like he had, I, I like, like how di- I, I like how diplomatically you answered that question. Uh, <laughs> I think off air we would get a different the same answer, but it's a different answer. We would be using some different words. Uh, so yeah, uh, but um, I I think uh, everyone's really gonna dig that song. If there was like one where I was like, what's probably my favorite beat I made out of them. It's probably that one, just like, you know, quality it sounds and how clean it is and stuff like that. But the song that I'm actually rapping on is Nyla Rose's song. And I pretty much use like what I would consider like, all right, I don't think the Jade or the Mark Henry beats are necessarily like my style like of, of beat, like just me making something that, that I want to make. That's like a Nyla, the, what I use for Nyla Rose. Cool thing about Nyla was Nyla didn't give any direction. So I don't know if this was the case. She didn't get her uh, requests in on time or 
it was just like, hey, just do your thing. Um, either way, the creative freedom on that was dope because I just kind of put it all together on a Saturday. I was I wasn't originally supposed to rap on it or anything. I was like, well, why wouldn't I rap on you know this? I like the beat that much. And I was like, all right, I'm gonna just send a verse to. Um, they used it, and I'm on that song with John Connor, who used to be signed to Aftermath, Dr. Dre, and all that. He's on the first verse. So, and a guy named Blizz on the uh, last verse. And I made that beat, and it's like, it's completely like, it, it doesn't sound like anything else on the album. I can pretty much guarantee it. Um, I think all three songs are, are going to stand out. I actually had spoke with Mike Ruckus uh, that does the music for AEW. He told me that the the stuff that you know I, I submitted was very impressive, and um, he's definitely one thousand percent looking to work with me in the future, which is pretty cool if that that uh, comes to fruition. And um, I, you know, saw a lot of people talking down, you know, uh, on this whole thing when it was rolling out, and as the information slowly gotten out there, and I want to thank AW for like the proper kind of social media push with it. Cause we were all, you know, wondering how much they'd really like get behind this thing. Like they've been promoting it on TV, on the internet, on the tweets, like as far as like the, the dark shows, uh, they have wrestlers doing like profile pieces for it. They had the big press release. The Bootsy Collins foundation is involved with it. Uh, he's actually going to be on the intro of the album. That's pretty cool. My mom was a big Bootsy Collins fan um, when she was growing up. And that, that's really cool to like just have your name like splatter with all those people like, um, you know, your your Mega Rans, your John Connors, Montezis, stuff like that. And I'm right there in there with them. And a lot of people are like, hey, this is overdue. You you know, you deserve like this. This saying I had a lot of people show me love on like Twitter and all that. So thank you guys uh, for, for reaching out like that. But, you know, it's it's amazing. Like what happens when you like kind of just meet people and because this isn't no new thing like as far as like you know the stuff i've brought to the to the get to the game of rap or whatever so um i i think you guys are going to be really impressed on you know the the contributions i made production wise and then also you know <clears throat> i actually got to rap on it with, with john connor so that was pretty fun yeah it's really cool man that's really cool uh was there you say you only sent three or did you send anything else that is to make the cut <clears throat> nah just those three I mean, three for three out there. Yeah. Okay. Um, all right. So I guess we uh, we talk about the weekend AEW. Like, I mean, I I don't really feel like going through show through the show. Like, uh, let big, first things first. Big <coughs> thing. CM Punk versus MJF in Chicago. Um, I have not rewatched this match. Uh, when I did watch this match, I was dog tired. And when I, and, and I know I normally say I'm dog tired. And I always talk about how, like, I didn't sleep for the last 48 hours. I had like four hours of sleep or three hours of sleep in like three days, like, like 72 hours. It's like, I was, I was fighting for my motherfucking life to stay and watch that fight. That watch that match. But, um, I, uh, I enjoyed the match, but, I was really alarmed when like MJF came out at like nine ten, and I was like, "What is this?" And um, you know, like once the once he gets caught with the choke, I thought to myself, "Like, oh, they're gonna restart the match." And sure enough, 
Um, the, 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 the tape is getting seen by Rinsberg. Rinsberg resource the match. Um, and I just got to say, like, I thought the Pepsi plunge was cool. Like, I, I never knew what a Pepsi plunge actually was until then. I always heard people talk about it. It was in punk. I just never seen him do it before. And I see why I never use it because, like, he Triple H, right? Um, so there's that. Um, I thought the closing stretch was, was really fun. I, I thought it was a I thought it was a damn good match. I just thought that like it just went way too long. I thought that like they had a they would have had a you know I don't, I don't think I'm a genius at like saying that like this forty something minute match would have been better going thirty or you know twenty seven or whatever. But um, they did what they did. Um, and people that a lot of people like love the match, you know, giving it for over four and a half, or whatever else. Like I'm not going to argue with you. It's just for my taste. After seeing a match go 30 minutes that was killer like that weekend um, between Julia and Mayu uh, and comparing it to this, like it just pales, it just paled in comparison as far as the work. Um, so I, you know, for me also like another part where like I saw it come from all the way, like once they zoomed in on him and like MJF gets thrown into the ring, I, like I was like, cause like, you know, <laughs> I was just like, oh, he has the ring. Like, as he's rolling the ring, you can see him like covering his hand like he's covering for an object. Like, oh, he has the ring. So he decks him. And like I guess the crowd was like surprised or just didn't see it either. They were like, okay, well, Warlow's let him finish him like on some um young bucks and Adam Page against Kitty Omega shit. I don't know. But like decks him, pin and uh pins him, and I was like, Well, yeah, alright. Like he went, he beat CM Punk in Chicago. He gets to hold this over people's heads forever. There's more heat for CM for uh, not CM Punk for MJF. Um, so, like, as far as who was going to win, I didn't. I didn't. I was good with whoever winning. Um, not that MJF has won. I think even better. Um, and like, I think there's a rematch, and I think the rematch will be sooner than um, than like a normal big rematch is in AEW, but maybe even a pay-per-view but um yeah i thought that like from booking perspective and everything i thought they did more or less everything right except for not put it on first um that's only thing that's my really only real critique critique about it is like they had a really good match for my money they should they would they should have cut it shorter but they didn't but the crowd they didn't lose the crowd like like it was unrecoverable. Like they, the times the crowd got quiet, but they other times they got it back up and revving by the end, like they were into it all. So for that perspective, it was a success for a forty minute match. It just wasn't my cup of tea. Like it's still a match that I was still I give it three and a half stars. But like I, I will say, I just I, I I'm kind of in this state right now in this run right now between Stardom and um in AEW. I'm kind of over four or matches going over a half hour or half hour over. Like I just. I just don't have the patience for it right now. Like it, it's been done a lot right of late um, in December through uh, January of uh, uh, there, so far. There are a certain number of wrestlers in the world that I want to watch wrestle for over 30 minutes. Yep. CM Punk at age 43 and MJF it with CM Punk. This is not one of those combos. I was confused when I was seeing some of the reactions to this. Like we had just witnessed some modern classic or whatever. And I was like, 
huh? Like if you're you're talking about an old school like physical war that involved great selling, I mean Hangman versus Danielson was like smoked it, you know, a month ago. Like right. what are we talking about here? Um I think people are, you know, CM Punk is getting a lot out of a little, right? And that's a talent in itself. And I think there are people that desire for this, the natural people that, you know, may have come into AW at a later time, like maybe with CM Punk, you know, um, they would say, hey, you know, all these people need to slow down and all these flips and everything. And then when CM Punk's doing like this, this basic slower pace selling based stuff, it's really getting over huge, like with that sect of the audience. Right. But when I'm watching this, I'm like, I don't think this holds up like to, you know, like you told me like this is like Brian and, and, and Kenny Omega. No, um, Hangman and Brian. No, like stop this. Like his match against Eddie Kingston was like your four and a half CM yep. Punk match. Yep. Like that's what you're like, you know, going 11 minutes all out. Um, you know, this was like it felt long for the sake of being long at times. There may have been a business element to this. Um, keep CM Punk on screen as long as possible in a big match. Uh, and this actually didn't do the killer rating that people would have thought it did, which uh, speaks to a point Josh from Keeping a Strong Style was making. Maybe they missed the peak uh, as far as like the feud. They built it up for three months, and it was like by the time the match came, it was almost like, oh, whoa, we're here. Like it, it's happening. And I was like, I didn't, I felt like the match was kind of hot but then like i would have thought it would have been a little bit more thunderous as far as environment wise um you know going into it but that you know they they slowed this thing all the way down and they were it felt like they were trying to do like rick flair and harley race and like you know i well, i'm tired of i i hate to say it but like the, the tribute act stuff like I don't know, man. Like MJF, when he when he's falling in out of the figure four around the ring pose and falling on the ground, like I'm sorry, like this is not a four and a half star match. Yeah, like, like you're not like understand CM Punk, Mister Punk. You are a huge Bret. You are Hart not Bret fan. Hart. You are not fucking Bret Hart. You're just not. There's no shade to that. There's very few motherfuckers ever been Bret Hart in the ring that right. I've ever seen my own two eyes. I don't think there's even. I don't think I've ever seen twenty of them. Right. That's really hard like, to fucking do. You're great. You're just not Bret Hart. Right. Like, this is not Kazushiko Kata and Will Ospreay. Like, no. I don't, this should not have. This like, ain't that one with Tommy and Shuri. Right. Like, this is not, this shouldn't be going that long. Like, I, and this should have went like 25 minutes and, you know, whatever. But I think it was a lot. It was very ambitious. Kudos to them for, for reaching for the stars because somebody got to. But, um, as far as I loved how it was booked, though, like I'll say that I love that MJF would have won this match because I would have done the same thing. Won it twice. Won it twice. Um, uh, this is a company about youth. Um, they just showed you in back to back months, like Hangman putting away Brian Danielson, MJF putting away uh, CM Punk. If you're crying about either result, there's another company uh, that that is on the dial right now where you can watch the old guys thrive, right? or you know. Yeah, you want the old guys to win. There's a there's another uh, promotion that can do that for you. But this like was a clear message that it was like, yo, we've got stars like Hangman Page, MJF, like 
And it is like, you know, the message is, is clear. Are they always going to win? No. But they're going to get wins at the right time that launch them to, you know, different stratospheres. And I think it's really cool um, that, you know, even, you know, they had to do it dirty and stuff like that. But, I mean, who that's doesn't? That's how MJF and, wins. That's that, how that's he wins. That's part for the course. That's part for the course. Like, he, he beats everybody like that. He beat Darby like that. Like it's, He always wins with a ring. He always beats they, somebody with a name with a ring. He he uh, did you know got got wins over Jericho uh, in dirty fashion and um, stuff like that. Like I think Cody. you know Cody. Yep. What what and and think about it for MJF. He's got Cody. He's got uh, you know he's got he's got Cody. He's got um, Darby. He's got Jericho. He's got Punk. He got CM Punk. Nobody's being CM Punk since you know. Who who knows? Like this is his first loss, obviously, in the promotion. And it's like like maybe his first loss is a very big win. Is that maybe his first loss is like December 2013? It might be his first loss since like old school raw. When he lost to Roman Reigns. He lost to Reigns on old school raw? Yep. Okay, well then that would be it then. Yep. I was I had totally forgot about this. I was thinking like that one time when like the Wyatts had pulled out or when he faced the Wyatts or faced the Shield or whatever else with Daniel Bryan and like one of the two factions yanked the other one out and they were left mm. to die and fight for their own. So yeah. So like I, I like I said, I think it was I enjoyed the match. I thought it was cool. I think I was a little bit higher on it than James. It was like three point seven five for me, but I was like, I don't, I don't is, mind it. I, like oh. I think I think I'm I probably am punish I'm probably punishing the match for going so long and I was fucking exhausted. Yeah. And I I just don't think this was some match of the year candidate. Like no. I think people were I think people wanted it to be a match of the yes. year candidate very badly. And sometimes that's you know, maybe I'm wrong about this. I'm not the authority on these things, but I would encourage people if they can stomach watching thirty eight minutes of that match again, rewatch it and then rewatch like Hangman versus um Brian and you tell me like which one we're talking about here and it's not both. Yeah. <sighs> um. All right. So I guess other matches on there. Uh, I guess are from this week. The TNT title match between Sammy Guevara and I'm sorry. Um. We can talk about that. Then we'll get to the other uh, title match, FTW one after. That's one I really want to talk about. But um, Sam Guevara versus Isaiah Cassidy. Thought they had a very good match. Um, I just think that the problem is that um, much like the first reign with uh, Guevara is that he won against Miro. Uh, aside, uh, until he got into the Cody, you know, train the belts back and forth thing. Like they did not give him someone that like you think he could is, could stand the test to beat him. Like he's beating people that he's basically carrying, um, it, it, you know. N- in, in namesake, he's carrying. He's not actually like carrying Isaiah Cassidy or um, carrying the other people he's faced because they're also good in their own right. But just from the, just from a uh, marquee name value perspective, he's a much bigger star than those other guys. Which is par for the course for the TNT title, especially during Cody's reigns. It's like, okay, we fucking get it. We know what you're doing, <laughs> right? <laughs> um, so, but yeah, I thought they had a really good match. Uh, and I, uh, so, what were your thoughts on it? Um, I think Sammy is great and I totally agree with your point about like, you know, 
them needing to put him in there with, you know, marquee people. There's a lot of people that are just kind of hanging out, not being put in that CNT title mix um, that are, you know, like, obviously they have bigger plans for Cole, but Cole was somebody that could be been matched up with Sammy at some point. Yeah. Um, they've got, uh, they've got a lot of people on the roster. They've got team Taz, all those guys like Ricky stars could be stepping up uh, to Sammy. Um, they've got, Imports on the way in that hopefully can be stepping up to Sammy or whatever, and you know, I, Orange I Cassidy, bring Orange your ass Cassidy. down here and come get and come get need in the head, right? Like, and then like y'all need to like feed this guy like some 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 names, and it ain't even got to be some. It. It, it can be two during this reign, but it has to happen. Like, there's a reason. Like, you will figure that they did the 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 two matches with Cody. <laughs> Say as a set way of saying like it's like a reset to reset and say okay like we know that he's going to give you the matches uh but he was wrestling these smaller names that he, that we knew weren't threats so people were kind of bored with his title even though he's having great matches so we do the thing and restart it and first thing you do is go right back to what made people say that they were they were kind of wanting him to come off the belt anyway so it's like all right at least the Darby, we get the Darby face to face thing after this match where after he beats, um, after he beats Cassidy, AHFO comes in, Darby clears the ring, they go face to face. So like, I'm in, so that is definitely somebody that yeah. like, I'm interested to see. Cause you know, Darby and, and, and Guevara, they're, they're great together. Maybe they can do a three way even with those with Andrade and Darby. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah, that'd be cool. That'd be great. Um, yeah. So, I'm I'm with it. Like whatever you know, Darby and Guevara go face face. I'm with it. Put it pay per view. I'm I'm I'd be great. That get them off to you know like didn't get them, <laughs> you know uh, I got a nice challenge involved. Sorry, I got I got an idea of a guy that can give Sammy Guevara at a certain point. Chris Jericho. Yeah. Um, seeing how far this thing or whatever you know how this goes with the rest of, um, inner circle. This man and Hillary meeting, and um, if they break up, that's a natural storyline to do. I, I say I would say that you do that pay per view, um, mm-hmm. but you know um, that's for May or whatever, not for right now. Right now it's Darby, but yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you on that. That'd be a great time to do it. Um, and then after you know, that, like Dar- well, after that, Jericho basically Pac? goes to. <laughs> yeah, but. It, uh, I almost feel like if you put Pack in this title match, you got he has to win. He has to win one fucking eventually, right? Like, like if you do the Pack, let that be the let let Pack be the TNT champion. Like when you want to put the, take the belt off of Sammy. Uh, so 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 yeah. Um, but yeah, like I, I would love to see that match. Um, so the real the the, the real. Uh, I'm sorry. Will this be the tertiary title? I know I know I know I know that Tony Khan and Cody don't like talking about titles not. About you know the, the two and three titles not being or being the two and three titles, but like uh, Ricky Star versus Jay Lethal, man. Um, I didn't give this four stars, but like I had it at three and a half, and it was cooking, and it was short, and it was crisp, and everything. And then when that finish came through, where Lethal goes for lethal injection, and uh, and. <laughs> and Ricky Starks turns into a uh, a, a makeshift uh, uh, Rochambeau. I popped like I gave it a, like off that move, off that reversal. I gave it a quarter extra quarter star bump to that three point three five. 
Uh, I'm sorry, 3.34. Uh, moves, baby. I'm oh, sorry, 3.75. I'm tripping. Yes, yes. Move, moves, baby. Moves, baby. Yes. Uh, that, that needs to be clipped off your uh your stream from uh the weekend. That shit had me howling. Moves, baby. Uh, so but anyway, yeah, man. I I thought it was excellent. I thought that that was a counter and finish that belonged at a WrestleMania because like Vince McMahon would has would have saw that he, that would have been the finish of one of his uh matches on on a WrestleMania or on a a marquee match. I popped big for it. I well, was like, I was like, <gasps> like, right. like what? It's rare I'll do the gas or whatever because you know I thought it was though it was cool. I think it's the yes. best. Starks has looked in a long time. You had some thoughts about Jay Lethal. I thought they were pretty interesting. Oh man, like okay, so for me with Starks, like I thought this was Starks is um, I thought this was probably his best performance in AEW, like bell to bell performance selling. Um, Getting a high quality match, singles match, because he, he doesn't really have many high quality singles matches to his name. Um, that being said, Jay Lethal, while watching it, he was so far, he was, he was, I don't want to say light years, but he was, he was to the eye, like clearly ahead of him as a worker in the ring. And like you can see at times where like he's sitting there kind of like waiting a, a half, a half blink for starts to do his thing so he can reverse it or whatever else or he's slowing down to try to meet him at meet his speed and it and i'm not saying like you know it was some fucking high speed match i'm just saying like it was just super impressive that he's that sharpened on his game right now and like yeah man um we talked about this off air we've talked about it before when he first came and had the match with vera like um with that in mind with this match in mind like this is a dude that was in Ring of Honor and was a guy that we knew, you know, by being their top champion, by having the match with Taven, having the match with Briscoe. We knew this dude was super talented. Um, we knew this dude was a dude that didn't go out and have great matches, but we just hadn't seen it, and he hadn't been. He's been, in, he been, you know, kind of in that away from the line of a lot of people. And like this dude has left Ring of Honor and showed up in AEW, and this dude is literally like he's wrestling with what a motivation. And, you know, uh, do we want to talk about what, what I think motivation is? Yes. This man is wrestling for forgiveness. In, in much the same way that Chris Brown, at that uh, <laughs> after the Rihanna, after he beat the hell out of Rihanna, he showed up to the BT Awards and danced and danced so damn well like he was going to start uh, levitating off, off the damn dance floor. And, like, he... He he was dancing for forgiveness. The only thing this man didn't do was show up in a soaking wet white t shirt and start crying while singing "Man in the Mirror." Like that is that is the kind of game that uh, <laughs> that that Jay Lethal is on right now. Like this man is trying to beat these allegations with fake fights. Hey, if That's, one look, if, if one were to think that was possible, right? These would be the performances that you would need to do it. Yes, like this dude. This dude came in here and he feel like he hit the ground running. Yeah, he's like, yo, why? I think he's got that 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 mindset. Why not me? Right. Like, like, it, it, like up, up these recent go. acquisitions, right? These recent acquisitions that came in, right? You got Andrade, or you got you got or you got like, Malachi. He's been, more, he's been more impressive than other than like <laughs> other than like Malachi Danielson and um and Andrade. It's look, him. Like he, I, I, I wouldn't expect this. I, I expect, this is like I want to say. Well, I guess what I'm trying to say is like I expect that from those level of guys because I've never really thought that Lethal was ever at that level of guy. 
this dude's wrestling well, to her like he is <laughs> right that's what i'm getting at like this has been really impressive and it's like hey man um my plans might have to get you know ripped up or you know this guy needs to be factored in right like, if he's gonna be wrestling like this like that black machismo you know, shit was left in ring honor yeah like like you gonna be telling me Adam Cole's like gonna be getting all the big matches? Well, Jay Lethal needs to be getting the big matches too. Like the way he's wrestling. Yeah, yeah. Like whatever they figure out, whatever they're gonna do with whatever hits the fan with Omega and Red I Dragon love and the see, Young Bucks. I would cool. love to see Kenny and Jay Lethal at some point again this year. They had a great match in uh, 2017 in that tournament. What tournament? The U.S. Title Tournament. Oh, okay. Long Beach. Okay. Totally forgot about that. Jesus, that was a long time ago. Yeah. Long Beach is a long fucking time ago. What? 2017. 2017. Was that what was the Okada Cody match on there on that? That was the Saturday main event. Oh yeah, that's right. It was multiple shows. Holy shit, that was a long time ago. Um, I mean, it's five years ago. <laughs> Almost five years ago. Uh, but yeah, man. Um. Yeah, just really impressed with Jay Lethal and like high on the high on that like high on the list of like put him in a match and it's like it is a spark. It really is at this point. Um, so other matches I thought were interesting uh, or other things that happened this week on AEW I thought were interesting were um, the Mercedes Martinez match on Rampage versus uh, versus uh, Thunder Rosa. Um, obviously Thunder, or she interfered or she beat up Thunder Rosa at one point and then, you know, this is a get back and they have their match and Thunder Rosa, uh, is winning and then, uh, they end up taking it by the ring steps, uh, Mercedes is thrown into the steps and then she grabs a, a, a gigantic lead pipe and she bops that shit across the back of Thunder Rosa's head. Obviously the shit was fake, but you God damn, that's a mean the way the way she hit the. So, 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 so what you saying is Mercedes laid the pipe? Yeah, she laid the pipe across the back of that head. Yes, absolutely. Uh, so obviously after, DQ in the promotion. Yes, I think it's kind like kind of a jarring like thing. Like the first, second, or third DQ ever, or something like in the, in the history of the not the first, like it's like to be like the third or fourth, something like that. Yeah, it's yeah. under five for sure. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, took the DQ, and um, obviously they had to. I don't know if they did they stretch her Thunder Rose off. I would have stressed her off at the beginning of that fucking fight. God, that fight was like heavy as fuck, bitch. Anyway, anyway. so uh, in the back, you have uh, they're interviewing her. Uh, Mercedes is like, "What? What the hell's gotten into you? Why would you? Why would you do this?" And um, in comes Team Baker. Mm, it's Jamie it all comes together. And Britt and um and Rebel and Britt says that one part of the deal why I paid you it was for you to to it was for you to lose, which she's not saying it out. She's not saying it verbatim. It like I want Thunder Roses high on the contendership uh list or high on the rankings. I want you to beat her so that she just nudged down. She doesn't get a title shot, but. But that's the, impl- impl- that's the insinuation. That's what is implicitly said is like, I didn't bring her here to lose. I, I, I beat you here to beat her up. Not the same thing. So you say, I want you to get another shot. Um, so in the background, Jamie's like, wait, what the fuck? You hired, you hired someone else? 
You brought you brought in outside talent. You Mold. brought in an outside goon, and Britt was like, "Yeah, I brought an outside goon. You can get the job done." So she's furious. She's already was mad at um over the Riho thing with Britt. Um, so that's another reason to be mad. But at the same time, Mercedes like, "All right, fine, but you still have to pay me. You so you're still gonna have to pay me." And she's like, "Well, you'll get paid when you, when you do your job." So. Uh, Mercedes didn't like that. She was going to step to Brit, but, you know, Jamie still cared while she's mad at uh, Brit. She's still going to stand up for Brit, so she got in between uh, those two. So it's like, I thought this, I don't want to say masterful, but I thought this was great. I think the DQ is totally worth it to, to for this. To do all because, this, yes. yes. Because it not only goes back from here, it goes back to the tournament. While um, both Rebel and... Um, Jamie lose to Thunder Rosa. We think that Jade had hired Thunder Rosa or hired Mercedes Martinez and there was going to be some partnership. But Mm -hmm. no, it was a hit job from from Brit, you know, seeing her coming. And then, you know, it all weaves into what happened on Rampage. And it was like, man, people got to update their talking points, man. This is really good. Yeah, because this is now like the top. This is now a top angle. They also like, like this is down. what get this is Thunder versus Britt. We are here. Yeah, it's Thunder Rosa versus Britt Baker for the title, and underneath it has like about a month of television between like dissension and and Rosa having to climb the mountain to get to her before it even happens. And also like before or even after, like also the fallout between Mercedes and Jamie and Jamie and Britt. Like so, like there's tons of stuff for uh for Britt Baker in like that whole storyline in a way that like I can't remember last time that happened with like in America, like maybe um that was well done, um maybe like the uh maybe like the four way at WrestleMania or the four way at, at NXT New York where like you had. EO and Kyrie and Bianca and uh, Shayna, where it played into where it's like multiple people are going to have to, you know, they're all chasing after her and all this. And that whole that whole run of time, like from the time she got that belt back in 18 and uh, what was that? Um, Revolution? Mm-hmm. Is, well, what was the name of the all people? Was it, it was Revolution. Evol- it was Evol- Evolution. Evolution. From Evolution to um, WrestleMania, uh, or New York um, TakeOver. So, like, I... I I, I thought this was really, I thought it was really definitely done. Um, and like, yeah, man, a lot of people have said bad, or have said a lot of stuff about this women's division, but like have been late to recognize that like storyline wise, it has picked up a lot. Um, I mean, you even have like, you know, with this, with Ashita and um, Serena thing and like the vignettes for Serena to get her off the ground. Like she's going to have a shot at the TNT title or, or not TNT, the CBS title or, the uh the aw women's world title soon like she is being set up almost like a um like a like a konami shuri type figure of like she's the badass gatekeeper right yep. like so like if like if there's a title change like thunder rose's opponent is probably gonna be serena deep yep like yep. something like that yep um so like it, so yeah man this thing is kind of rounding into form like is it going is it going to be stardom fuck no but <laughs> can't be right. Like it's not gonna be Ice Rip. It's not gonna be Tokyo Shifro. Not be Sendai. Hey, none of that. They, it's, they, it's, they don't have to worry about sending a baby face out there that resents the fans and is just angry at them and and shows it all over her face. Like we don't have to deal with that in this promotion. No. Um, you got 
you know, if Brit's in there with Thunder, Thunder will be cheered. Like, this is not like this is not the Brit party that it would have been against, you know, some of her previous opponents where it's yeah. like the the uh, the babyface is just holding on uh, for dear life. Thunder Rosa has like uh she has levels to go to before she gets to Brit, and when she gets to her, I think we're gonna get a fucking great match, and I hope it's at Revolution. Uh, I, I I don't know. I think it might be somewhere they do it on TV. Because uh, I think we'll see. Like I will. They like do it, it on TV is a massive mistake. I think I think they should do it on pay per view. And shit, like depend on how hot the storyline gets. Why? Well, the reason why I say it is like given like how it all is going to play out. Like, don't you want how many matches is Rosa going to get through before she even get to pay per view? Because we're only like, how many weeks out now? Three weeks? Four weeks? Uh, it is March 6th, the pay-per-view. So we've got like, we've got like eight shows between Rampage and, uh, so four weeks. Okay. I mean, uh, I I mean, you could get to it, but you know, they, it's weird with AEW. Like I always feel like they're either going too fast or too slow. I never feel like Mm -hmm. they're doing anything just right. Like, so, um, with their timing. So, you know. Uh, we'll we'll see, but yeah, it could it could definitely happen. Then like they could get through all that stuff, but I just kind of would, you know. But then again, like thinking about it, like I don't think they're gonna do a Thunder Rosa fiery promo thing with to to build the match. So like you can throw that you can toss that aside. So like you ain't even gotta have a week for that. So you're probably right. Um, so another thing I wanted to mention. Um, so while we're talking about AEW women's, AEW women's, <laughs> like all Japan women's AEW yep, women's AEW uh, women's. So. Uh, Battle of the Belts, Britt versus Riho. Early in that match, uh, a match that I did not exactly love, um, a match that I was at times frustrated with, especially the ending. Um, kept answering why it didn't, it didn't go off as well as I thought it could have. Well, Riho broke apparently broke her collarbone in the middle or early in the match, and it continued out throughout the match. Uh, at no point did I think she ever broke anything. I thought it was a match. Um, and the word is, uh, she went to the back. She wrestled her match. She went to the back. She they, there was no complaints. And then they checked her out. And then uh, later on, days later or something like that, and they found out, oh yeah, I broke collarbone. You wrestled this match with a fucking broke collarbone. And like that just goes she to show. Like, so yeah, and like keep in mind, like you know, we. we <sighs> this is the woman that is admonished for no- nothing looking real, for looking like she's a joke, and. All this other shit. Yeah. All right. And, and uh, so, and I don't necessarily. I get where a lot of people, or I get where people are coming from as far as her offense or whatever else. Uh, but that's besides the point. Um, in this particular moment, she fought through a t- in the middle of a title match, fought through a broken collarbone, uh, and like, and it reminded me uh, something that like I is just true, just just true. I've seen it enough now over the last uh, three years. Joshi's different, bro. <laughs> they just said some other shit, bro. Like, it, I, I saw, heard about that. And the first thing I thought about was like, well, I did see, I did see like Nasco Tora like land a, a leg drop on Jungle Kiona's knee and tear ACL. And then I watched Jungle Kiona wrestle another eight minutes on that fucking knee, like, like limping around on that bitch. And then tag out and roll out the ring. She sold it and then like started to try to run ropes and tried to like fireman's carry somebody and collapse on her knee. Nope. Like they just different out there, bro. This is a whole different level. 
Joe Hill ain't wrestled since that day. Jesus. She ain't wrestled since. Yeah, I, I logged on Twitter and I just saw Riho in the um the arm sling and I was, and she just looked it just looked so sad. Like it was like, damn. Yeah, so I just wanted to point out like, hey man, like, you know, um all these wrestlers are tough. But they ain't tough but they ain't tough as these motherfuckers over there. <laughs> it's not like we see people like separating their shoulders and all type of stuff and like, nah, wait that match up, throw them X's up. Or whatever else. And I, you know, like, I'm not saying that, like, you know, that's some type of uh, discredit to our tough-ass wrestlers. They get injured and, you know, carry on, too. There's some, you know, that stuff happens all the time. People fight through concussions, all that kind of stuff, or mm-hmm. crazy neck injuries. But it, I don't know what it is to me where someone can break their neck and then say, "I'm let's just go to the finish, bruh. And then say, I'm going to take them. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to walk off with my full strength all the way to the back and then collapse like Hiromu did. Or, you know... I'm going to headbutt somebody so hard that I catch a fucking uh, sub-dural hematoma and then continue wrestling one of the greatest matches of all time and then lose and then take my ass to the back and then collapse uh, behind, once I get behind the curtain and almost die. And then have Dave Meltzer arose to report that they took his brain from out of his fucking skull and then and they stopped the swelling and then they put it back in. That's not how that works. It's not a battery pack, Dave. What the fuck are you talking about, Dave? So, yeah. Anyway... Uh, yeah, man, they they different over there, man. They just different. Yeah, man, broken brain, you know. Yeah. Just look, look just unplug the memory card and then put it right back into the PlayStation. What? Reset button. Yeah, Rumble Pack. The Rumble Pack, Rich. <laughs> Slam it in. Yeah. Uh, all right. So, what's I next, guess man? I guess there's only one thing left to do. So, I guess James, go ahead and hit the music. Okay, man. So, uh, two shows um, have happened since the last pay per view, the anniversary show. Um, they had a Corken Hall on February first. Then they had a show in Sendai on the sixth. So, been a, uh, so in the aftermath of Tam and Waka and um, my missing. Uh, time uh, due to what we believe to be uh, COVID concerns. Um, Mayu on the uh, the sixth show ended up missing. She uh, they said she was physically unable uh, in physically poor condition, um, which is the same thing they told us about um, Tam and Waka and Mai. So I was concerned. But then, like, watching the pre-match promo, when Hannah talked about Mayu missing, she she let it slip that it was a back injury. So, like, I for somehow, like, I, I felt more relieved to hear that it was a back injury than COVID. Uh, anyway, so uh, let's just, I'm just going to get into it and talk about the uh, the February 1st show in Corrigan Hall. Um, 
they end up they end up having in the opener Hannon versus Saki. Um, Hannon had a put up a good fight against Saki. Uh, obviously, she's bigger than her, but she's obviously the age difference. We're talking about a woman in her late twenties versus a a seventeen year old high school girl, a real JK fighter, if you will. Um, and Hannon had her on the ropes until Saki said, "Gotcha, gotcha, kid," and uh, hit caught her with her crucifix uh, pin, her flash crucifix pin for the win. Uh, it was a decent match. Uh, then the second match was Mayu and Hazuki and Kaguma. In uh, Kogo versus uh, Utami, Kamatani, Azuni, and uh, Lady C, they had a they had a second match. It just wasn't a match that you thought they could have on the card. That you figured like you put those eight together, they could go out there and have a great match. They basically had a a solid good match. Uh, that was the second match on the card. Um, at the end. Um, Kaguma ended up there. They basically all murdered, uh, Lady C with like, they hit her with the rocket, uh, in the corner. And then, uh, Kaguma ended up uh, coming off the top and hitting her top rope bear splash for the, for the win, uh, on C. Uh, second match, you had Mina and Unagi versus Julia and Tekla. I don't know what, uh, what would have happened on this card if we had the other three angels, but this is what they came up with. Mina and Unagi versus uh, Julia and Tekla, and I thought they had a good match, uh, it wasn't some match of the year, it wasn't some match of the, um, night, but they had a good match, um, the end comes down to Mina and Tekla together again, um, and Tekla seemingly has, well, like, she's going to put, uh, Mina away in similar fashion to the pay-per-view, but she ends up escaping the, uh, Poison Spider death drop, and ends up, uh, slapping on her, her flash pin, that glamorous, uh, collection Mina, and gets the win. So after they get the win, um, Unagi, who don't give a damn, she said, hey, we just want to tag Magic as one half of the former tag team champions. We want a shot at tag titles. Uh, Hazuki, you Kaguma, you bring your ass out here and accept our challenge. All you got to do is ask. Yep. All you got to do is ask. Unagi. Yes. Yes. So, um, can we talk about Unagi's outfit on that press conference? Uh, yeah, let me finish the promo real quick, or the aftermatch promo. Um, so, <laughs> they come out, Hazuki says, yeah, you know, you guys say you're crazy, or Unagi, you say you're crazy, you know, um, uh, we'll see who's crazy. Um, and then Kagumi got any words for these two? Kagumi says, well, I like when people do bear poses. Hazuki is against the ropes, she, you can see her looking at kind of like, god damn it, why am I, why am I friends with such a goofball? Um, such a non-serious person. So, obviously, you know, Mina, you know, Unagi, they, they with the shits. They look at each other. They get, in their, they get themselves in formation. <laughs> like the Ginyu Force. They yes. go, you know, ah, ah, you know, uh, and do the pose. Uh, and there's a, and there's a steal. Uh, Rich, do you have the steal that I, uh, that I sent to y'all that is now a, uh, a icon in one of our, uh, things? If you send it to me, okay. Now yeah. I can project it. Yes, I would like for you to project this on the screen. Uh, do you want me to send it to you in Messenger? Yes, please. All right, let me pull it up in Messenger. So they do the pose, uh, and it, it it was it was just hilarious. Suzuki's against the ropes and just like I'm not with this goofy shit. Like, and I'm with these three characters, uh, but I think they're going to have a very good match when they uh, when the time comes and they do 
uh, have it. So uh, I'm with it. Um, you know, I don't, I, I don't know what's, what's, what is, what they would have done if Tam had been around or whatever else. So like, I'm just like, aside from these draws, I'm kind of washing my hands on whatever, um, they're doing for this particular, um, for, for this particular pay-per-view or setup or, you know, build up to this pay-per-view. As long as it makes a similar sense, I'm okay with it. Cause it's not, I don't know what the plans were. So, um, I am stalling for time until I can find this thing so I can send it to Rich. So just bear with me, y'all. Um, yeah, man. Found it. All right, I sent it to you. So, okay. uh, so I saw the I saw the picture of of Mina and Unagi and Kaguma and Hazuki, and I thought like this this reminds me of something. This reminds me of something when we have <laughs> these discussions. Uh, are you showing these people? Yes. Yeah. So this is very, this is very much a lot of conversations that we, that, that uh, me, that keeping a strong style and one H radio have when these, these three are, are on the goofiness and I'm just like, I, I can't partake. I can't relate. I, 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 I'm not, I'm not, I'm not aligning with this vision, this particular vision <laughs> as of now. So yes, this is very much, that is very much, uh, the essence of, of <laughs> social suplex. <laughs> the core four, if you will. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Uh, but anyway, uh, on to the next match. Uh, you had another Quattro's match. You had Shuri and Micah and Hameka and Mirai. The as I as I officially have told called Rich before these four. They are the alliance to stop Utamania. Like them four will just be like those are. Uh, Utami's career rivals for like the next or her career rivals going forward like that's gonna be it it's gonna be those four versus Utami in whatever form or fashion for the next like four years uh anyway uh versus Momo and Death and Rwaka and Rina and I don't know why uh I do not know why Oedo Titan bothered showing up for this one they they was finna get smashed and uh that's exactly what happened they got smashed head busting yeah uh Mariah ended up being Rena with the uh, the KOD. She calls it a JP coaster. Uh, so, uh, oh, just to, just for reference, I looked at my notes. I, I forgot. Like uh, Mina did not beat Tekla by countering out of the Poison Spider uh, finish and in, into a flash pin. She escaped, hit a move, and I think it was like a kick to the gut, and then hit her implant DDT. It's basically like a, a lifting double arm DDT, like a dirty deeds almost. Um, Tech so, needs a move called the Tech, so we can say hit her with the Tech. <laughs> that would be fun. Uh, but then again, like she does spell it right, so she probably even think about no Techs. So, nope. um, where are those? Uh, so, uh, the main event, the main event, high speed match, Starlight Kid versus Nasty Poi. This would be Starlight Kid versus Nasty Poi part number three. Um, in their high speed, uh. Of uh, rivalry, so this would be the trilogy. This would be the trilogy. <sighs> so we had me and Rich had talked about, and we talked about this a while. Like the thirty-minute time limit draws, and talked about how we even talked about it. You know, days before on last last week's show, reviewing pay per view uh, about you know the uh, Julia and Mayu match. About it was great. 
just um just wishing that situation and obviously you know with Tam being out they had an excuse for going to a draw they had to figure out how to get you know with months you know with months ahead of time they had to let people know like these are two main events for these fucking sumo hall shows so I can't really be mad at them for that um what I can't be mad about is they're them having a high speed match go you know, thirty minutes in a time limit draw um that is not setting up a rematch at all it's not happening like it it was. They had a they had a high speed match. And don't get me wrong, like I've seen twenty plus minute high speed matches. I've seen high speed matches. I was matches. gonna say I, I've seen people like putting um, different match times and cage match things with the history of the high speed championship yes. and it's, it's, high numbers. Right. I like we're aware of that. Yeah. Um. It, the thing is, right. Ever since Suzuki won the title at the two thousand eighteen um, year end climax show. Ever since her reign, ever since her first defense, up until literally the other day, all these title matches have been what we've seen out of the high speed of the uh, of the high speed uh, matches. Like that was then. This is now. Like I understand that. Like when Mayu had matches with, uh, let's say La Rosa Negra. Or when EO had matched when Kaguma or to get handing the belt over to Kaguma uh, back in like 2015 or 14, whatever the hell that was, like that was a different iteration, a different style, and a different approach. So like I understand that. However, we have been under, we've been working with, we've been literally like working under Hazuki's rules since 2019. It is 2022, and this particular this draw did not did not set up a rematch it set up nasupoy being the number one contender for the white belt at the next pay-per-view huh yeah um the only thing i could think of is like you know maybe getting starlight kids some main event experience going to you know a 30 minute you know, time limit and you know stuff like that, and they that's, the that's match, the, they put the match. It had no and didn't want to be either one of them. Yeah, that's, that, that's just that's yeah. Like that's, it, it wasn't even and it wasn't even like a, to set up a rematch. They're, like if they have another match, it'll probably like I don't know. I don't know if they'll even have another match. Like who knows? Yeah, but that's man, not the, the draw, point. It's like the draws are getting like. All right, like, let me look it's, through it's, here. It's a, it's a lot, man. Let like it just seems here. like every other month or like maybe every. They're doing like a draw and a half a month. It feels like they're doing more than draw and a half a month. Um, uh, all right, Rich. I'll get. All right, let's see this time. I'm going. Okay, so I, I rate all these all these stardom shows. Right, I rate all the matches in every stardom show. So there have been fifty or fifty eight matches so far this year. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm going to type into the search field. Time expired. Jim Ross loved his promotion. There have been twelve. That's gonna no, be my guess. No, no, no. There have okay. been six. Okay. Like, I'm sorry. Like, that's too many. It, it's just too many. And and for one, it's one thing when it's like, okay, it's the it's the third or fourth match on a on a road to show. And it's Donna Del Mondo versus Queen's Quest. And 
Azumi's going to be in a title match, so we can't beat Azumi right now. Fine. I understand that. But you literally just had a 30-minute time limit draw at the last show. Or no more contenders match. Right. And understand, like, you got Delta Badhand with Tam being out, whatever else. Like, you would have beat two of them, fine, whatever. You went into Corken Hall, and you had a 30-minute time limit draw, and it's a time limit draw for a high-speed title match. And, like, high sp- these high-speed matches that, we, that we're talking about, like, these matches are literally sprints that can end in four minutes, can end in eight minutes, but normally end at, normally end absolutely under 10 minutes. And sometimes, like, I don't, I, hell, I have to look through it, but, like, last high-speed title match that I could think of that went over 10 minutes, it might have went 12. I, I, I'd have to pull it up. Like maybe maybe it's the main event with Starlight Kid and Natsupoy from last year. Uh, yeah, but that one you're right. And that probably I, I feel, went like that like probably that went like fifteen. Like, I feel like that one like seventeen. Seventeen. All right, let's yeah. look it up. But either way, it didn't want to come close to no fucking thirty. It wasn't even close to coming close to twenty. Um. So, and all those like, matches not, had winners. Right. <laughs> That's also that part. All those matches had winners. Like, and don't get it wrong, like, I like to watch wrestling. Like, that's not the thing, but it's like, I think the draw is real, like, like Rossi's really leaning on the draw, something heavy, and I think it would be more effective using more moderation, especially like, you know, like matches that, like, your Tam and your Mayu match last year that ended in a draw. Alright, would we have liked the winner? Yes, but... Yes, but that, that at least made sense because there's a story at play going all throughout this year that it carried through last year or carried out at the end of last year, carried through, I'm sorry, carried all throughout the, the end of 2020 when they split with each other, led to making Tama equal as she's rising up the card as becoming white belt champion, then kind of being seen at, on par with Mayu at Osaka Joe Hall, and then it was going to lead to, you know, the, Tam and Julia being elevated to Red Belt, uh, to, into the Red Belt scene as serious con- threats, like, this year. So, like, all that stuff is going to come into play and be answered this year. So, at least that's telling a story. Nasapoy and Starlight Kid, that's not really telling a story. That's connective tissue throughout where their movements and places on the car is going forward. Like, I don't know next time they're going to roast each other. Right. I, I don't. I'm not guaranteed. They're, I'm not guaranteed they're gonna wrestle again. Like I, like I, there's a great chance that like Azumi at this next pay per view beat Starlight Kid. It was clear as a road for her to then build towards the white belt uh, in the in the uh, in the middle in the second half of uh, of this coming year. I don't. So I don't know if we're ever gonna get Nasapoy and Starlight Kid high speed belt match again. I don't know. So it for me it was disappointing. Um, and ultimately, like the goal was. Nasapoy's been gone doing her stage play thing that she's been doing. Like, I don't know. I, I don't know if it's similar to the same thing that um, Sheeta's doing right now. It's mm-hmm. not the same play at all. But I don't know if it's like in the same genre of play. But she just came back. They were like, let's put her in this thing. Let's get her hot and get, have her have a really good match. And it was a really good match, but it was really fucking frustrating. Um, and have her go out here and have a 30 minute draw in a high-speed setting, which is like, 
you, you, you would die if you tried to have, a, a, like, the kind of high-speed match they have in, in 10 minutes, they have in, like, 12 minutes under, in 30 minutes, you, your heart would burst. Yeah. Like you, yeah. yeah. Uh, but whatever. Um, then take that to, then go to uh, catapulting into the white belt uh, contendership. It's like, I understand that, and there is a story at place with uh, Kamatani and um, Natsupoi. Like, they've been at each other, like, all throughout from, like, November um, to to now. Um, so, like, for example, you had them uh, fight over the trio, trios belts at the, I think it was the Kawasaki Super Wars. Right? You had that. Um, you had at the, I want to say the, not the Tokyo Super Wars. Yeah, the Tokyo Super Wars. Uh, they were in. A, they were all in that three way with Hameka for the number one contendership to get to um, Sumo Hall, where Kamatani pinned Nasupoi. They were arguing all throughout that part. Uh, that led to the. Uh, they're arguing in the seeping into what happened, the the or the uh, fracturing at the time between Nasapoi and Hameka over the white belt, over questioning uh, Hameka's heart, like, why are you even here, right? Them arguing over it, and, and Nasapoi really wants to get that white belt because, like, she wanted to put that, you know, shove that shit in Tam's face last year, right? So, like, that's that's there. But to get, to catapult her to that by, like, facing the lower title to get to that is, like, eh, that's lazy. It just is. Uh, and like you're short on time, come up with something else. I'm sorry. Like there's, there's tons of people that could challenge for the uh, white belt. And I, quite frankly, I think that like Nasapoy, as highly as I think of her personally, and maybe that's just me, just me being, you know, I want to play the Booker. I would like to treat her as a threat, so I would treat her as like not. I would try to put her in a higher stage pay per view to challenge Kamatani for it, and have Kamatani center packing to where eventually. Nasapoi can, you know, may possibly win it or whatever else, but like I would treat her as a threat as opposed to like, oh, you already know what's gonna happen. They're gonna have a really they're gonna have a great match. You know, Nasapoi in commentary have a great match, but is gonna be sent packing. So, um I, I just I just didn't I, I thought that like the the draw and I'm thinking the reason for the draw, I thought I think also stinks too. So it's like all this stuff just add up and draw. I was like, yo, this was a this was a, a bad step forward for uh a bad step by stardom. Um, and Rossi and whoever else put this shit together. So, um, but yeah, uh, so that, that was, but the match in itself, I like that match more than like to see a punk in, um, an MJF match, but it's 30 minute high speed match with 30, or it's 30 minute high speed match. Like, no, thanks. Like maybe a different era, but like we have been in this place where these matches go under 15 minutes and they're not down drag out. Um, Hyper, hyper fights. I, I kind of want to keep that essence in. It's a nice change of pace as opposed to like most starter matches super efficient anyway. But like this was just, these matches were just like outside of red and white belt title defenses. Those are my, those are my favorite title defenses. High speed matches, like just a five, yeah. a five to eight minute, just <clears throat> throw everything out there, go crazy and basically wrestle like a lucha match. And it's awesome. All like, I, I mean, I can't remember like, what's the worst high speed match you ever seen can't even really name yeah. one really yeah so um so that you know like obviously you know you do things to educate people that things can go long or whatever else like I, no i don't do that don't no no 
No. <laughs> we 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 go where where you at, yeah. baby? Yeah, like if you if you want to have a a title match in the ten minutes, cool. Like a like a main event title match in in ten minutes, cool. Don't don't fuck with the high speed formula you had. Like that's one of your best things you have you do. Um, that I've seen for years and years and years. Um, so yeah, or for the last three years that I've been watching, like that's that's one of the best things you do. Like don't fuck with that division. Like let them let them have their sprints. Anyway, so um. So on to the next show, I actually just finished watching this like, like right before uh, I we si- I signed on to uh to to the stream. So, um, opening opening match, Rock and Kaguma, um, a lot of lot of size, big big woman and small woman, um, at uh, stuff. Uh, at the end, you end up getting Kaguma. Um, you get Rock trying to hit Kaguma with her um, second rope assisted fisherman buster. Uh, uh, Kaguma is escaping free and ends up hitting a sunset flip off the second ropes into her um, bridging schoolboy pin that she now calls the Kuma roll. Kuma stands for bear in Japanese. Um, yeah, so now, yes, the bear roll. So she has the bear splash. She also has the the, the bear roll. Um, second match, Hazuki versus Kogo. Kogo in a pre-match promo says, you know, I want to, uh, I'm going to do my best. I'm going to show what I have to Hazuki, who is, you know, mentoring me um, now. And Hazuki says, like, I, I want to see what she has. And uh, this match pretty much is Hazuki wearing uh, Kogo ass out. It, it reminds me a lot of, like, the Shuri and Unagi matches from last year where, like, I want the best. I actually, I, 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 I like you. I want the best for you. I'm gonna beat you into you. I'm gonna beat the greatness into you. Is kind of one of those things. Um, so they had a good match. I ended up giving this two and three quarters, and like I, I didn't think I was gonna give uh, Momo Kogo no two and three quarter uh, star match for in a singles match anytime soon. Um, but yeah, like uh, multiple times she uh, Kaguma or uh, Hazuki's work from on top of her and telling her to fight back. Like you ever seen a meme of uh, a, a dude getting jumped by a bunch of people in the dude in the dudes jumping and say, fight back, nigga, fight back. Yes. Like Hazuki was saying, fight back, Kogo, fight back. Like it was, she was on her ass. Uh, she wasn't saying that. No, nah, never mind. No, she was not saying that. <laughs> Relax. Uh, so at the end, Hazuki ends up finishing Kogo with a top rope senton. Um, and, you know, Hazuki got the crowd behind, I got on the mic and it got, um, the crowd behind Kogo. She calls. She calls her um, Ko Momo, like Ko, like Kogo, like Ko, and then Momo. Like I'm yeah. not doing that. I'm just calling her Kogo. I'm not going to get no confusion. No confusion with, with Momo. I'm not doing it. Just Kogo. So, um, so yeah, like the crowd chat or clap for Kogo and her effort against Suzuki, and uh, they all took a bow. Um, next match, through a match. Uh, it w- this is the match that Mayu would have been in. It would have been Mina and Unagi versus Hannon and Mayu, where they obviously would have been um, Hannon. Um, but in a being moved to a three way match where <laughs> Hannon is there left to her own basically to fight against uh, uh, Unagi and Mina. So they start to match Cosmic Angels, literally get one in the corner and they tag in and out as the ref is saying. It's a three-way match. What the fuck are y'all doing? <laughs> but, they, but they still digging tags or whatever else. And then eventually they do a couple spots with each other where, uh, like, uh, Unagi has Hannon in the camel clutch and uh, Mina, wants Mina to get in to, like, hit the ropes and then hit her with, like, a, you know, like a like a running kick. So Mina hits the ropes twice. It comes back. 
and then goes to betray Unagi. Unagi's like, nah, I, 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 I peeped it. Let's go over uh, hand and catches her, catches uh, Mina's foot, and then basically from there it turns to a series of kicking one person out uh, to try to steal pins. Ultimately, at the end, you end up getting hand in, in there with uh, Mina. Mina ends up uh, catching hand in, and hitting her uh, with uh, the the glamorous collection at and uh, getting the win. And like Unagi went even mad. And, like, there were times where, like, the match started, actually, where Unagi and uh, Mina, like, wanted to shake hands with Hannon. They were like, congratulations, you know, from from one, from two former future belt champions to, to a future belt champ, to the current future belt champion. And at the end, after they basically tag teamed and whooped this 17-year-old, they, they they basically noogied her on her head and like, good job, kid, good job, kid. And both times, you're like, get the fuck out of here. You assholes, you beat me up in a, in a three-way. You team together, you jerks. Uh, and then Mina walked off. Um, next match after that, uh, you had Utami and Saya and Azumi versus Shuri and Aspo and Emeka. Um... This was a semi-event. This match went to a 20-minute time limit draw. Three and a half stars, but it went to a it went to a 20-minute time limit draw. You can't beat Azumi? You know, she she's gotten too big, you know. Like Okay, so maybe, maybe I'm being unfair because Azumi is actually the next challenger for the for the high speed belt at the next pay per view. So maybe that's unfair. Um, let's see who we got. Nasupoi Shuri's red belt champion. Nasupoi is challenger for the white belt. Um, Utami, they're they're not going to beat Utami in, in a, on a road to show. Um, unless it's, unless it's to build to, towards something, right? Uh, Kamatani's white belt champion. They, I, you know. They've been they've been Kamatani enough uh, on road two shows last to last me for the next three months to be honest with you she's gonna be the white belt champion so I I, I would not suggest beating her either um there, but I'm looking at Mecca and I see a Mecca right there and I see Mecca's not doing a damn thing can't beat a Mecca guess not nah. um they started to match out with Kamatani in uh in Nasapoi. uh they have some they have they start out doing some really cool stuff makes you know i i just know they're gonna have a great match when they when it happens how great i don't know we'll just tune in to find out but um they have a good they have, they have a great exchange uh and then basically azumi kamatani and utami take take time take turns on uh nice boys ass building heat uh for like four or five minutes um until they get shuri in there to uh change momentum and then you end up getting you know you get you get uh, Shuri and Utami for a bit. You get Kamatani and um, in in Nasapoi. You get uh, Shuri and Nasapoi. You get uh, uh, Utami and Hameka doing their hoss stuff and, and la- la- you know shoulder tackles and lariats and one thing I had to mention right because you know Hameka is not at the top of stardom, but I think she's one of the most underrated bumpers in wrestling. Like for her size, the way she bumps on her neck and stuff, and rolls and, and bumps, like I don't really see nobody else that's like that size bump for, for people that much smaller than them. Uh, it's almost Brockish in a way. Like when Brock really gets bumped for people, you're like, God damn! Like it's it's that is like that. Except it's like you see it every night with her. Um, right. Uh, so you know, you go to a twenty minute time limit draw. The, the closing stretch comes down to Nasapoi and then Kamatani and like 
the bell the bell rings as like they're they're basically doing like the high speed trading and trading reversing near falls in and out. Um, so yeah, that that was that. Uh, the main event. Julia and Mirai and Tekla versus Starlight Kid, Momo, and Saki. Um, this is a very good match. This match reminds me of, now keep in mind, it's Julia, Mirai, and Tekla. And it reminds me in a way of like the Cosmic Angels trios match where Tam will have to carry a match. Um, the problem is Julia is not as good as Tam. And so like there were parts where it was like, it was kind of sloppy, but like, tampered uh but julie was in there for for a long time to carry the match and like to be honest like i think mirai and tekla are far more advanced than utami no, i'm sorry utami, unagi and mina were when they first came in and they were high speed champions at the beginning of, the, of their title reign so like i don't think it's necessary for julie to be in there that long trying to carry a match i don't think she needs to carry like that because tekla can can hold her hold can do more than holding the road and mirai just had a four-star match the other day right um, so I, I think they need to rejigger that, but, um, like Mariah and Momo, I'm sorry, uh, Julia and Momo, they're great together. I don't think they've had a high, I don't think they've had a singles match yet. Maybe they, maybe they had one, maybe they may have had a, a mini one in the 2020 Cinderella tournament. I can't remember, but, um, when they have that, when they have their singles match finally, cause you know, that's one, that was the, the finals match that got, that Julia got scrapped from, um, at, the final of the uh, Grand Prix tournament, but when they have it, it's going to be great. But um, eventually, uh, Tekla and Starlight Kid—they had a high-speed uh, run at, at times in that match. I can't wait for them to have a high-speed match. Um, but at the end, um, Tekla's in there, and she's in there with Saki, and she's just like, "All right, well, she's going to beat Saki. It's going to be, and that's cool." And I'm watching this match, and I'm like, "All right, well, Saki hasn't hit her flash, her flash crucifix pin, so like this match ain't going to end yet." And I'm seeing how this match is going down. I'm like, she gonna pin Tekla? Sure enough, Tekla uh, Tekla hit her with a move and like didn't hit her with a finish. We should just hit her with a finish. And I was like, yep, Saki finna get her. She tried to drag Saki's carcass up off the mat. Wouldn't happen. Went to grab her again. Tried to get her for a move. Man, Saki escaped out that shit. Hit her with that crucifix pin and pinned her. And now you have the new challenger for the SWA title at the next pay per view. So there you Boy. go. Be- the bring the bean sprout versus uh the spider. So um Saki Kashima, the Mendoza line of yep. stardom. Yep, yep, yeah, yep. I think they'll have a good match. Uh so yeah, that that is stardom this week. Um I don't know what the cards are for next week, or whatever else, but you know, uh or next weekend, but um they do have the pay per view up or the pay per view card up and it's like the main event is Kamatani versus uh Natsupoy. Um you have uh, Azumi versus Starlight Kid, and I can't remember the rest of the uh, matches, but uh, I know that on the next Cork and Hall on the 21st, um, you're going to have, and I didn't mention this after uh, from the Cork and Hall show, but like Prominence showed up after the Quattro's match with Donna Del Mondo and uh, uh, Nasupoy, or not Nasupoy, but uh, Cosmic, not Cosmic, Angel's. The, Donald Del Mondo, the the uh, coalition or the uh, uh, the coalition the franchise. Teams, not the, no, no. I'm sorry, I'm blanking. I'm I'm, I'm mind fluttered right now. But uh, after that match at Corcoran Hall between um, Donald Del Mondo and Oedo Tai, out came Prominence. Risa Sarah will face face with Shuri. 
Uh, Shuri noted, you know, her time in Ice Ribbon saying, long time no see, uh, Risa. And um, talked about, like, the ongoing war between um, Donald Armando and Prominence. Basically stating, that, like, it's not just a Julia thing. Like, we want to smoke with all of y'all. Um, so, uh, it next... So at the next Corgan Hall show, it'll be a tag team match. It'll be Teclan Shuri versus uh, Risa and Akane Fujita. All that, yeah. yeah. Akane Fujita had a match on the 15th anniversary. It was third from the top. Uh, the 15th anniversary for Ice Ribbon. I thought the match was really good. So uh, they have natural chemistry. Never seen Risa and Shuri wrestle together, but like I don't see how why they wouldn't have great chemistry because they're two great wrestlers. So um, excited to see that match when it happens. Uh, so yeah, that's all I have for starting so far or tonight. Cool, man. Um, people had sent me this uh, NXT vignette of Nikita Lyons oh my or God. Lyons. Um, they say, if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all. Guess I'll shut the fuck up. Um, yeah. Um, she, she let down... How, this, how do I say this? How do I say this? I know how to say this. She let down what would have been her strongest demographic. The demographic she would be strongest in, she let down the most with this shit. I don't know how. I, so I don't know how. I don't know how she Look, recovers. You from figure this. it out. The, but you figure best, it. But who best he's of luck. About. Best of luck. Best yeah. of luck. Um, I was on Keeping It Strong Style last week for the first time in a long time. Uh, we broke down the early chapter of the Okada and Tanahashi rivalry from, you know, when Okada comes back or the Young Lion match they had um, when he comes back, Rainmaker Shock, Dominion, and then Russell Kingdom uh, 7. Excellent show. Can't recommend it enough if you haven't heard it. Um, very deep thoughts analyzing this whole thing. It was... Uh, thinking about you know did okada really have it all figured out like that him looking like he did like how great tanahashi was and pretty much comparing why we haven't really seen a rivalry like okada and tanahashi in wrestling and even though you would think it would be like the easiest thing to do um but you know it's 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 a it's a great show so check it out yeah, so on that note, that's the end of the show. Thanks for listening, y'all. Um, be on, Get your votes in for uh, the One Nation Radio Awards 2021 awards. Um, I need to get mine in, too, so make sure you guys get those in. Because uh, yep. when do you want to say, what day do you want to say voting closes? Sunday? Uh, so, yeah, like or I'm, I'm going to start counting Saturday. Okay, so make sure you get in by this weekend. Um, and uh, let's see, donations, of course. Donations. Um, hit up the red circle. Drops off a donation. Uh, pre-order the AEW yeah. album. Yes, pre-order the AEW album. Um, anything else uh, besides the okay? Um, and be sure to listen to these shows on One Nation Radio. Oh, on One Nation Radio. Be sure to listen to shows on Social Suplex. Uh, besides One Nation Radio, you have Keep the Strong Style. You have the Ricky and Clyde Wrestling Show. You have Government Watches Shit. You have 8-Bit Suplex. You have the Grave Consoles Podcast. Um, you have All Things Elite. You have Grid Match Generator. And you have AW Match 9. Thanks for listening, y'all. Later. Peace.